Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink Your Beer and Play Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, welcome to episode 146. How are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining us. Speaking of joining us, Brian, we're starting a little tradition like none other on the Power Hour. So every year we basically like to decide, hey, we should go over some of the best games from the year before, but as we've mentioned before, we don't have the time to dip our toes into most of these games, but we do have an ace up our sleeve. So making his third appearance on the Power Hour, making him the highest numbered returning guest. I could have thought about that intro a little <laughs> highest better. Highest is not the correct word, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most, Most appearances. Good old our buddy Dan. You know him as Blabler. Bud, how you doing? <laughs> How's it going, guys? I mean... It... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just still caught up with highness. So maybe do you want to call me your highness from now on? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, your highness I mean, sir Laliano, my liege. Jim, I knew where Jim's head was at. I mean, he, he doesn't word so well. And right. It kind of works up here, and something works down here, but then in between, it doesn't really work right. So yeah, I like that my three appearances, like there was some kind of a pattern, and now it, it kind of like, and it was fifty-five, ninety-nine, and then one four six. It's like the digits don't match anymore, and this one it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, you know that kind of doing it weekly, missed one here and there. That numbers don't matter, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but but Blade, and obviously uh, before we go any further, first let everyone know where can they find you and what do you want to promote before we hop into anything. Um. Well. Uh... And don't put your OnlyFans. That's just I was I was top five in men this week though. Um, but uh, the best way to find me right now is my uh, Twitter at Bladeblur. That'll be the place where I pretty much do the most things. I need to be more consistent on my Instagram, and I only really use my Instagram just for like video game collection pictures. So it's like, ooh, I got this game. I'll take a picture of it so everyone can see that I got it, and that's really it. I mean, I also have a YouTube channel, but I haven't uploaded to it since uh, I did my top 10 games of last year, which is funny. I need to do the same thing again this year, which is kind of what what we're doing here today is kind of discussing some of that stuff. We're your dry run. We can think of it that yeah. way. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Uh, I would like to call it a dry spell because I'm made of pure magic. <laughs> Yo, you're the expert. You're the one that always knows games from past year, like Jim said, so... We definitely rely on you, but before we hop into that, mm -hmm. Chambers, I did see you sipping on something. So, what you got in your in your can or glass tonight? I am drinking the Casey's Iron Horse Oatmeal Stout. Comes to Ooh. us from the Rum Spring Brewing Company out of Mannheim, Pennsylvania. So, black chocolate and caramel malts give this ale its deep dark color and robust flavor. Additional flaked oats and a smooth sweet flavor. Mannheim? Mannheim, yep. Where is that at? Beats the fuck out of me. It's probably closer to Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, oatmeal stouts are always good. <laughs> so I'm sure it's I'm sure it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's a perfectly fine oatmeal stout, very smooth tasting, but <laughs> it's not exactly special, but if you like oatmeal stouts you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> well speaking of not special, since I still haven't quite gotten my taste back yet. <laughs> no, you're the most specialist. You're the highest specialist, Blade. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I I still haven't quite gotten my taste back since I'm 
you know, fine now from COVID, but no taste, no smell. Um, I figured, why not get rid of all the junk beer? So I still have a bunch of these Corona lights. Don't know how old they are. And yeah, I'll, I figure I'll just drink along because my throat's not hurting me, but I can't taste it. So you realize the irony behind that, right? I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> that I can't taste it. I'm drinking no, Corona beer. light. Oh. I didn't even think of that. So <laughs> I was like immediately when you said I was like, "There you go." Yeah. <laughs> Brian's actually... grandma turned to taste buds, and he ruins it again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is. Uh... It's like if you get like um, Mike's Omicron lemonade. <laughs> yeah, that's a genius now, idea. <laughs> now what? What are you? What you uh, sipping on tonight, Blade? I I, I'm, I'm getting water. I'm boring. Don't worry about me at this point. I mean, this is the third time I'm saying that. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I know you're not a be- big beer drinker. I know you're not a big drinker at all. But can you tell us, what was the last beer you did have? I think, funny enough, that was a Red Bull that I got at too many games. <laughs> and I just kind of sipped it a little bit. And that was the extent of that. that. <laughs> I, I think I think well, I here's the went thing. sober after seeing my drunk ass and dealing yeah, with that's he the was point. Another, he was like, another victim of uh, my shenanigans of that too many. Games. I mean, I was, so was going to say well, when you saw Jim, how bad was he? Um, let's put it this way, because I wasn't in that <laughs> podcast when you had both um, Dan and Petey over, but uh, mm-hmm. essentially, I was the chaperone in this whole situation because I'm the only sober one in the group. And the funniest part is to me is that um, the only thing I remember from that night. Um, is the fact I remember, like, uh, Jim had to go, and I, this was the last time I had to see him, obviously, because I don't go to the East Coast all that often. So I see him, and he's like, I was like, hey, man, I'll see you next time, take care. And he's like, uh, uh, give me a hug. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's a Jim. That, you know, those sounds are so Jim, too. That's, uh. I, I, I thought little puzzle pieces keep getting put together from other people and from people doing interviews with me when I'm blackout drunk. And all the little pieces coming together. It, it's like and a Rashomon, but the cheap version of Rashomon, basically. <laughs> I choose to live in that world where it just says scene missing, and I wake up in another spot and scene missing. So uh, that's my yeah. Opinion. It's like a silent move, and then you hear like you know the piano going. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm sad. I couldn't have been there. I would have. Love to help chaperone Jim and see you there, too. But <laughs> we got next year. I was actually curious. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there any plans initially? I know, you, like you said, you don't come to the East Coast that much. Yeah. But do you ever come to MAGFest? It seems like a lot of people weren't really going this year. Uh, well, obviously this year. Um, yeah. I mean, I know I was referring, um, <clears throat> talking about Omicron earlier, but now there's a new COVID scare and... Um, I think because of that, a lot of people decided not to go to MAGFest this year. Mm-hmm. TMG in 2022 is supposed to happen again in late June. And I really hope the situation, mm. you know, in not even just like Philly, but in the world in general will get better by that point. So we'll see what happens. As for MAGFest uh, by itself, I mean, I don't know much about the controversy around MAGFest personally. But um, everyone that went there said it was a great experience. I'm not too much of a big gathering kind of guy. That's kind of why I like TMG, because it's a bit closer. And if I have to go through, like, you know, different booths and stuff, I like the fact I can actually move my arms and not, you know, be afraid that I'm touching a person by mistake. I gotcha. Because I always, I went to, like, bigger cons before, like, in California, obviously. Like, a good example is, like, Comic-Con. I went there for a couple of years. And, yeah, I (laughs) never... I'm, I'm, I, if I have to go to Comic-Con again, 
I'll maybe I'll do it like under like an industry badge. I don't have to worry so much about like lines and stuff like that. Mm. But never as a regular attendee. Like I'm done with that um, bull dookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't blame you. Like I said, I mean Magfest. I know it was uh, a lot of people were wondering was it going to happen? Was it responsible? But like, I think Jim, you even mentioned like. A lot of the vendors probably it was a little too late for them to pull out, so yeah, it had it almost had to happen. Yeah, but from yeah, like Dan said, like from everyone who went, they said like it definitely had a different vibe, but it was a good time. So hey, that's good. Hope everyone stayed yeah. nice and healthy and enjoyed themselves. <laughs> Sad we couldn't go. Yeah, yeah I, I would like to go one day in general like that, and like Pax East is usually the one I keep hearing all the time that people really enjoy. So it'll be I've nice to of, go to either. That's the one in DC, right? Uh, that's the Boston. west one. The east one is in Boston. Is it? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Which yeah. I don't know yeah. how far it is from y you guys, honestly. That's, so. It's actually not that terribly far. Hmm. Yeah, Boston's drivable. Oh, cool. But, <clears throat> no, yeah, definitely next year. Can't wait. Meet up with you. And, god damn it, you're going to drink some beer with us. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I get to play a game in addition to that. That's right. That can be speaking, speaking of games, <laughs> since you weren't able to answer, answer beer, I know you're going to be able to answer this. What you been playing for the past couple weeks? Oh, God, this is like a very loaded <laughs> question, because I've been doing <laughs> a lot of catch-up recently. Um, Boy, you know what? Um... Well, then what's your main squeeze? <laughs> you guys, but that's besides my point. Um, yeah, that's after we hang up. <laughs> uh, more like after we hang out. But anyways. Well, you son of a bitch. I mean, you, he, just, he just feeds me in and I just regurgitate it back. Anyways, that's what <laughs> she said. Anyway. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> um, honestly, I've been doing a lot of catch-up with a lot of stuff. I would say, like, the main game... That I've been, like, I finally finished it for the first time ever in my life, and I kind of beat myself for not doing it earlier, is the original Psychonauts. Because, okay. man, that game is such a amazing marvel of, like, storytelling, game design, graphics, like, script, everything is so amazing about it. I will say, though, do not play it on the PS5. Or like any PlayStation version, because it's a really bad port, and I only did really? it because yeah, um, mm. I only did it because of trophies. Because unfortunately, I'm insane when it comes to my trophy score, mm -hmm. uh, and that's uh, something I need to like, like tone down. I mean, I could have played on the original Xbox on the Series X, and I would have had a much better time. The PS2 version just frame rate goes down to like single digits sometimes. The graphics are very unpolished. Um, there's also, like, audio glitches that sometimes, like, a character, you know, gonna move their mouth, but the audio doesn't actually come out. Yeah. And and it happened, like, really, like, a couple of times that it was so bad that I actually had to turn off my entire PlayStation and reboot it to fix that audio issue. So it's a really bad port, but it goes to show... That I can play a really bad port and still and see still how enjoy the game. Absolutely, yeah, and I I I cannot wait because everyone keeps saying because the thing about Psychonauts and I'll say this objectively, the gameplay is probably its worst aspect, which is kind of weird because it's a video game, but it's mm -hmm. only because everything else about it is like you know extremely high quality. So a lot of people say about the sequel, which I haven't played much yet, so I don't want to judge it like you know unfairly yet. 
that the gameplay finally like caught up also to all of the other aspects. So I'm really excited to like really um, delve more into it. Yeah. Well, you just uh, completely convinced Jim to not play the first game. If if you care more about the story, then he's not going to be it's, into it. Uh, okay, here's the th- it's it's not again, a story that's hard to follow, though. <laughs> yeah. But the Switch owner in me here is, you know, enjoying a bad port of a game, and that's all we fucking do, so. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, well, but you the... waste your money on double copies of the terrible ports of that, so. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you really want to play it, play it on the Xbox. It's backwards compatible on the original Xbox. Um, you mean the original version on the yeah. Xbox is backwards compatible on the Series X and Xbox One. And on Steam is also really cheap and it'll play much better. Uh, this is a game that should not be missed. I'm not even that big of a story guy. I'm more of a gameplay guy. I kind of like, you know, yeah, I grab a controller and I don't want to hear like, you know, a tutorial that goes for like five hours. And then at the end of it, it's like... Press X to jump, and I'm like, I know! Move the... on! But, you know, with Psychonauts, the, the story is actually really funny and entertaining that I don't care that it takes a little bit of time for the game to start. In fact, I want sometimes the gameplay portion to over just to see how the story unfolds. Yeah. And you have the main character. He's voiced by freaking Invader Zim. I mean, that's already pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's a series I, I'm I'm right there with you. I never actually beat, and I it's it's another series where I'm like, oh, I'd love to try it out. I hear only great things about it, but you're the first one with to say about the PlayStation. I never heard that before, so it's good to know. I just found out when I was playing, and I was playing on the PS5 too. So I thought to myself, maybe that's gonna polish some of the frame rate stuff. Maybe it's a leftover issue from the PS4, but no, it really doesn't clean it. So mm. weird. Yeah, I know, I know I'm weird, but you know that's the fun part. <laughs> Any, anything else you've been uh, playing around with? Uh I mean, recently I also started Guardians of the Galaxy, which was also a nice surprise. We'll get to that game also. Yeah, in there too. Um, a bunch of Pokemon because I'm a poor, poor addict. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> are you still doing your damn shiny hunts? No. Nah. God, this is like Blabler circa 2017. I mean, I think that one just died in a ditch or something. Like, I mean, you know, it was fun at the time. It's just at this point, you know, like I kind of outgrew it. I if I do, you, mean, look you didn't for... like sitting in a bush for four hours trying to get one specific Pokemon. <laughs> you know, when you say bush and it's you, I'm thinking of something completely different, and it's my fault on that. So, oh no, you're not finding anything in there. <laughs> Damn it, Jim! That's what she said. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it just it gets you know it can get annoying and boring after a while. So if I do it nowadays, I do it by myself. But even then, it's like you know, kind of a tedious act. And there are other games I want to play. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that game, man, fucking that thing fell off so hard. For how popular it was, I've never seen something be that popular and fall off as fast as that did. So, well, he, yeah. he, he just talking about regular Pokemon games too, not just Pokemon Go. No, I don't even go on. I'm referring like you know to the Diamond and Pearl remake, actually, to be more specific, actually, mm. uh, which is probably like the most controversial Pokemon game in a while since um, just a lot of people don't like the port, and I think it's not a great like you know remake of those games, but. Pokemon is kind of like, you know, like, 
potato chips, like, yeah, they're not good for you, they're not the most, like, you know, delicious meals you can order, but it's, it's comfort food. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> it's, yeah. old, it's old faithful, <laughs> it's always there. Yeah. And there's a billion of them. Just like the amount of Pokemon themselves, yeah. True. <laughs> Except for well, the new ones you... they took them all out. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Now, what about you, Jamers? What, uh... Oh, by the way, Blade, before we move on, because I'm sure Jim will start hitting on it, but... Yes, I like Star Fox 64. I know, you unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. Talk to Dad. <laughs> and it's only because there's, like, a, <clears throat> a sniper, like, a red dot. <laughs> yeah. if I don't say it. Say it. Um... You definitely, and I think you'll exceed us by magnitudes, but Jim and I started doing something this year. We're doing the Level 50 Club, so we're going to try to beat 50 games this year. It should be easy enough, and actually, based on where I'm at already, I think it's going to be really easy, but you got to join us, and you got to tag along. Let us know what games you've actually completed this year, even if you started them last year, so... If you just beat Psychonauts, Psychonauts within January, that counts. But I want to start seeing you because I know you could easily, you could probably be level one hundred to be honest. <laughs> and you can count games you've beaten previously. Yeah. So you know, if you're just replaying a Pokemon or in Jim's case, Street of Rage two, and you beat it, that counts. Yeah. So where are you guys are at so far in the challenge? One. I'm at six. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Like, you can have oh, that one, comes. you can have that one game as a forty-hour game compared to six games are like two hours each. So. No, no, and you and and my six. So the fir my first game was made of skier, um, <clears throat> and okay. my second, second and third game were both arcade aliens games, which are going to be tied to a review I'm doing soon. So they're very short. Mm -hmm. Obviously, right. Um, <laughs> I might as well just jump into it now for games I've been playing. I decided to finally purchase and beat Cockhead, which is obviously <laughs> the the spoof of Cuphead. Um, which, I did hear it right. I thought yeah. you said Cuphead no. You heard Cockhead. But... So here's the deal. I, I want to warn everyone out there. There's a cock in Co it. Damn it! Yes, that's all it is, and it's it's a ridiculous game. I got it on sale for like a dollar or two dollars or something on Steam. I think it usually doesn't go more than seven or ten dollars. Um, here's the deal: I think Cuphead is probably my favorite platformer in the past ten years. And I was like, "Oh, you're emulating new champ?" <clears throat> no, 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 no. I was like, "You're emulating one of the best games," and they try to. But really quickly, there's issues left and right. The music gets really boring. The enemies make no sense. There's a few haha -ha moments, and Jim, you'd probably laugh way harder than you should at some of it. But there are glitches out the ass, and I, I like finally got to some points where like I'm on a boss battle, and for some reason I it, he's not dying, and then I back out, and when you go to level select, the next level's automatically available. So I was like, okay. So, it was a really weird game. A glitchy, buggy fucking mess. Not even for a joke. I'm just saying, don't buy that game. It's not even worth it. So, yeah. I beat that. It didn't take me very long. Um, then I moved on to... Uh, have you ever heard of Heaven Dust? Sounds familiar, actually. Yeah. 
So I, I might um, have. It, it was an indie developed game, but it was heavily inspired by Resident Evil, and it's basically Resident Evil done in a not quite an isometric, but like a three D top down, but like kind of at an angle view. Sure, and it's Resident Evil in that style, kind of more cutesy. There are zombies, there are monsters, but it's mostly just a puzzle game. Oh, we'll get to Resident Evil later for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it took me two and a half hours to beat. So, you know, like I said, the games I'm beating, they're not terribly long so sure. far. Because um, Jim and I also have a whole list of, like, we must beat. Now, that list is filled with, like, 40-hour games. So I got, like, Bloodborne on there, God of War... Um, That's actually a good idea. I need to make a list that way I can look at it and see, like, what do I need to actually beat? Yeah, because yeah, that's what we wanted to commit. We wanted to say, hey, uh, everyone has, you know, New Year's resolutions that uh, I'm going to do this. We said, here's 10 games we got to beat this year that yeah. we've been putting off for one reason or another. So those are, we, we have the big ones. So I'm just been able to knock out. Like, GTA Five is on my list. That's my Oof, big game yeah. I've been playing through. So mm -hmm, that's in the sure. background for my games, but I what can... about you, Chambers? Um, well, I finally beat Zelda 2, so finally <laughs> trudged my way through that. Had to had to bitch out and look because I didn't have a manual, so I got the one part. It's basically for those who've played it, like finding the hidden village, and I sco I spent three hours scoping every last goddamn pixel of the area it was in. I knew where it was at. I was in the right spot, but I didn't know that the hammer could cut down shrubs. And that you need to do that to expose the fucking village. Well, so, duh. Yeah, duh. So, <laughs> playing on the Game & Watch, I didn't have a manual. And instead of, like, looking up a manual for a hint, I just looked up a walkthrough to see what the hell I was supposed to do. So, disappointed myself with that. But I didn't look up anything else. So, like, I finally got through that friggin' nightmare. I used, I cheaped out with Dark Link. I didn't care anymore. But just sat in the corner and just, you know, stab, 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 stab. Finish that the fuck off. So, happy, happy to be done that. I... Still like it better than Zelda One, and just my new yeah yeah that's right <laughs> you just, that just happened you just shocked Blade that just happened. <laughs> I don't have any stake in the game. I haven't played either of them honestly. Yeah, you know you know what I people say it's cryptic and it is a little bit like any it Zelda is, game, yeah. but it's way less than the original Legend of Zelda. So I'm playing the did... original now as like my new poop break game kind of deal, but. I think the original game, it's actually really revolutionary for its time for how open-ended it is. Like, I'm really mm -hmm. shocked of how well... Oh, completely. I mean, like, you know, how ahead of its time it is, but yet, when I play it, it's like, what the heck do I do next? Like, I, I, so I get stuck all the time, so... Yeah. I mean, but it's not, it's not to say the game is bad, it's just compared to, you know, back in the day where... I mean, obviously now we have more, you know, advanced, more sophisticated games... But I'm saying more in a sense, you know, that when you buy the game, you also get, like, the map, and you can, like, draw on it and, like, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. do stuff like that. And, yeah, you can also get it from your computer or your phone, but it's, like, yeah, it's not the same, I guess, you know. Yeah, like, I beat it on way. an emulator 12 years ago. But, like, yeah. I used to walk through that, so I'm like, let's see what I remember and see if I can get through it without <laughs> looking up anything, I think so. if you play Zelda 1 with a walkthrough, I think you're fine. I don't think people are going to be, like, you know... Give me your gamer card. <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit anyway. So. Yeah. But yeah, so I moved on from one hard game with Zelda 2, and now I'm playing through Blasphemous, which has been, like, the one that's really sucked me in. So it's a really, really well-done Metroidvania, and it's really, really tough. So if you like a Metroidvania, but you want, like, 
a very deliberate combat engine. Like, you can't just, you're not swashbuckling like you are when you're Alucard. Like, you gotta be fucking careful in this game. But you're gonna die a lot like I am, so. But it's really good, so. I'm enjoying it. Jim, for your calm down game, will you do lawn the lawnmower simulator? Maybe I will, Brian. Maybe I will. <laughs> it's that, on that, Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> it's, it's only if a shower with your dad simulator is not on Steam anymore. If that's not, yeah, man. Lawnmower one. <laughs> so, so Blade. So, yeah. As you can see, there's different approaches, but yeah, got to join. You got to join it. Do you think you could easily get through 50 games? Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Um, um, when I started doing more streams last year, that was basically kind of like my goal for myself to essentially chip away at some of my backlog that I've collected over the years. But yeah. it's not more so like to say, like, you know, oh, I have all those games <clears> I have <throat> to play. Oh, well, but it's more, man, there's a lot of classic stuff that I've never had a chance to play in my life. Mm -hmm. And when you reach, you know, the dreaded three zeros of your life... <laughs> With the mids. Uh, yeah, and you just, you know, you just want to catch up. And that's kind of what I did in 2021. I just had a chance to um, play a bunch of things. For example, um, uh, when Ratchet & Clank for the PS5 came out, I actually got to play all the Ratchet games for, like, the PS3 era onward that I never had a chance to play. And that was yeah. an experience. I think the biggest one is probably Metroid, because... I have played um, the first Prime game uh, and the second one, but that was kind of like my extent of my Metroid experience. And mm -hmm. when Dread was announced, I mean, obviously I saw why people are excited, but I really wanted to see what was the big, you know, hoopla about the franchise. So I started from Zero Mission and I went through, I played the 3DS remake from a few years back. Super Metroid, finally, which, again, I cannot believe they made that game in 1994. It's, like... Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Just like with Zelda, like, for the NES, like, how did they manage to create such, like, you know, an open-ended world with, like, so many, like, different ways to reach things? It's just... <laughs> and Fusion finally got to beat that. And, yeah, it's something that I need to do more, and I just kind of have to figure out, like, what should be on my dog. I think uh, Link to the Past is probably the biggest one. And I would That's say from... That's on mine, too. I gotta do that. A Link of the Past, I think, came out 20 years ago. No, not 20 years ago. 30 years ago, yeah. So, it's like the anniversary. I mean, might as well, for its birthday, play it, you know? So, that mm -hmm. uh, is, like, on my top 10 to-do, you know? But, yeah, actually, that's a good idea. Maybe I should make, like, a list, maybe, and figure it out from there, like, how should make I tackle sure this? As you're, as you're playing through it, though, and you beat your games, just uh, tag us, hashtag it, and... We're trying to get everyone we know go, <laughs> yeah. go to level 50 club. Yeah, I mean, especially if things are, you know, not ideal in the world right now. I think gaming is a really nice safe haven that can help oh, yeah. us all through this. And I think that's a great initiative to have, you know, a bunch of people like, you know, participate. So, yeah, I'm down. I mean, I'm down to do it. I'm not down like my mood is down. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but uh, so far, we've already had some folks... Uh, kind of jumping on the bandwagon a lot of them are awesome patrons so jim i did see we got a lot of good questions in this week so what do we got patreon.com slash drink a beer play game where for us it was two dollars a month you can ask a question we will answer on each and every single one of these power hour podcasts first up from game whisperer dean okay so uh <laughs> he actually i know what he's talking about here he linked a story and basically out in the uk they started using vr headsets and technology 
for like dementia patients, like really elderly people, to like try and help like spark old memories, give old kind of stuff. So they had a story about a hundred and five year old wearing a headset, and it reminded her of when she was like you know helping out a special needs child back in like Romania or some crap like that. So oh, wow. So his question is, what beer should they pair for 105-year-old VR gamers? I'll link the story that's, below, too. That's so my expertise, that. so I should probably answer that. A uh, 105-year-old? You know what? Give her, I think it's Sam Adams. It's called, like, Europa or Euphoria. I can't remember which one. It's the highest alcohol one. You're 105. You've done it all. Give her the best, highest priced beer, free of charge, and let her enjoy it. And you know what? Like, because at that point, what you, you can't go white beer. Like, what the fuck's the point at that point? So go balls deep, go all in. Give her the best beer out there. Um, that that would be my my say. It's Europa or Euphoria, whatever it is. I think it's pretty damn expensive. But like I said it's a. Uh, I think Sam Adams or some other brewery makes it, but. Give her that. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, you either go that route or you go something that would have been around when they were younger. So you got to look up an old bohemian, like a... Well, in Romania, you're not going to find anything. So yeah, you could, you could you could go with one of the best Belgian or German beers, um, a lot of those breweries. Yeah, some Promise. old douche schlafenblufen or whatever the hell it's called over there. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you could do that if it reminds her of that time because shit... 105 years. We'll just give her a meth. What's the worst that's going to happen? Damn it, Jim. Let her, let her taste a rainbow. Let her experience everything. God damn it. That's what I'm going to do if I hit 105. Shit. <laughs> what, what if the meth is inside the beer? Uh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> that's a great question, though. Uh, I, I just want more look into that because that, that's pretty damn cool. Wait. Sometimes you see good use of technology. Not all for porn, Jim. Nah. Meth beer. I also call that. Wait, what? <laughs> Meth beer. Mere. Tam- Ooh. Or do you call it breaking beer? See what I did there? It's like breaking bad, but with beer. <laughs> Jim, you we- like that show. We need a soundboard. <laughs> we need a soundboard for like a car crash sound effect. <laughs> I don't, we'll use I don't... it on me more, but I need to save these moments when I can use it on you. <laughs> I'm thinking of Streets of Rage the moment you said that, actually. You know, broken bottles. Damn it. <laughs> All right, that'll be the next Patreon purchase, a Steam Deck, so we can have a soundboard. I, no I, and and Jim. a button that says, blah, blah, the whole time. Well, well Jim, it's going to be that, and then when you come on screen, it's going to be, bum, 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 Damn it. If you uh, want to do a soundboard, I'm down for a soundboard, Jim. Honestly, I've been using, like, a Stream Deck for about a year now, and I personally enjoy it, and... One of my favorite things to do, like, if I when I stream is if I die because of something, I play, like, um, a random no clip, like, you know, from, like, any kind of, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, cartoon or a video game or whatever. One of my oh, favorite yeah. ones is from one of those, like, episodes from that Donkey Kong cartoon show from, like, 94. Oh, my God. And there's, like, a point <laughs> where, like, a song is about to start, <coughs> and it goes, like, you know, and then Donkey Kong just says, no! And then it just ends right there. Like, I think a song is going to start, and he just goes, No! Damn it. Donkey Kong. It, Donkey Kong. Oh, <laughs> that's enough. I might need that file from you. Oh, you know what? No, I do want to... Actually, I will start, and I'll finish it quickly. I did also play the country games for the first time 
Last year, too. Okay. Yeah, one, two, and three, which is funny because I heard three is like the worst one, but I enjoyed three the most, which is also kind of Mm. weird. And I will say this I played 64 for the first time last year as well, Donkey Kong 64. And I have to agree with you guys. I don't want to play it again. No, (laughs) not at all. There's no desire to finish that game. I, I did all the characters. I got to the fourth world, but I'm just I'm I'm good. I've done my load of it. You did enough. Yep. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Like you is it a tear of bananas? You, you spent forty <laughs> hours to get twenty percent of the game done and went really? Yeah. I mean, is it a good game for the time? Yeah, sure, but no. it aged. It aged. I can't. No, it was bad you, then too. Yeah. It was it was he, masturbatory collectathon bullshit. And people just say, I like the rap. No, you don't like the rap. Shut I like up. the rap. You <laughs> would, but you have bad taste. I mean, you can, you can like the melee version of the rap, which is even weirder than the DK Oh, you're right, one. too. <laughs> about uh, like, each verse is like a different like music style. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that is bizarre. I forgot about that. Like, there's one point when, like, I don't even remember, like, which character they're talking about, but it's, like, Louis Armstrong, like, Finally, this gong is here, and he is going to drink some beer. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to commission Dan to do some uh, Louis Armstrong yeah. impressions and stuff. That'll, that'll be the soundboard right there. Oh He's going to get his own page. Can, can you imagine yep. the karaoke at there? And I, have to... and I think to myself, what a wonderful gym. See, this is why we have to get you drunk when we're at too many games. Like, exactly. We, we all saw the video of dancing in karaoke, so we got to get Dan up there, too. The, yeah. uh, let me give you, like, a preview of what it's like to have me being drunk. <laughs> so you're like Jim? Yeah, that's basically me. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. Just probably less embarrassing. So there you go. Next maybe, time, maybe Michael a Soto. bit more dignified, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, well, man, more than, more than negative. Ooh, what a, what a low bar. What a... <laughs> I'm at the minus one. Yeah. <laughs> Still better than me. Next up from Michael Soto. Favorite Star Wars video game? For me, it's hard to pick between Fallen Order and the original Battlefront 2. They have a lot of good choices and a lot of mediocre games as well. Curious to see what tops your list. Mm. Blade, we'll let you go first. Ah, fine. I'll dive in. You know, I think this year I also... I mean, when I say this year, I mean 2021. But I think this is the year I realized that I was kind of Star Wars out at this point. Like, it just doesn't excite me anymore. Is it uh, yeah, this long? I think it happened at 2019 originally with Rise of Skywalker. Because I really, really didn't like that movie. And this is coming from someone who will defend Last Jedi. But I'm not going to defend um, Rise of Skywalker. That being said, I did enjoy Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order, you know, for being like, you know, a Souls-esque, you know, game. Uh, but if I really have to think about, like, my actual favorite one, um, I mean, Fallen Order would be in my top three, I would say, for sure. But if I have to pick my one, I'm probably going to go, like, Rogue Leader for the GameCube. Good pick. Yeah, I, I just think, like, you know, even for the time, like... It still looks amazing today, and this game is from 2001, and it's just bonkers how well it aged from like a graphical perspective. And even today, the gameplay yeah. is fun. And if you get um, Rebel Strike, the sequel, yeah, it's not as good as Rogue Leader, but you have the entire Rogue Leader co-op, co-op, co-op. on Rebel Strike. <sighs> Again, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I only watched all the movies like 15 years ago, so I'm not you know one of you know the hardcore Super people. Yeah, yeah, so. 
I, I'm, I'm kind of casual into Star Wars at best. I didn't even see like the Mandalorian and stuff like that. So, uh, but I'll still go Rogue Leader. I think that Factor Five did a really good job with those two games. I mean, I didn't play the N64 one, but I played the two GameCube ones. So, yeah, yeah, that'll be my nice. choice. What about you, Chambers? Uh, I'm touring. I'm touring here. Uh, oh, original God. Battlefront Two is definitely up there. The original Rogue Squadron is my favorite, just because that's the one I put the most time into. Fair. And you know what? Because I was a PS2 kid, I didn't have a GameCube until way later. I played the living fuck out of Jedi Starfighter. I love those Starfighter games. And, like, they're kind of forgotten at this point because they are just essentially, like, you know, Rogue Squadron clones. But I thought they were really well done. And, like, Rogue uh, Jedi Starfighter was, like, so cinematic at the time, too. Like, their little CGI cutscenes like, yeah. seemed like stuff that could have come right from a movie. And just the way it expanded on the gameplay formula from one, so... I think I might have to go Jedi Starfighter. I just always really love that one. Hmm. So it's funny. We're talking about Star Wars, and this is a series, like, you know, i forgetting the new shit. Like, I always love the movies. <laughs> I don't know why I never got more into the games, but as we're talking, like, there's a lot of games I really... Like, I want to try uh, The Old Republic. Like, I know that's... Or Knights of the Old Republic. I know that's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. Um... And, you know, the games I have played, so the game I played the most as a kid was Star Wars Dark Forces. Classic. Okay, yeah. yeah. And that, like, as a kid who, we had a PC, but, like, I, that, Duke Nukem, and Doom were, like, the only PC games I had. And I remember we had, like, a a jet fighter style, like, joystick that I used to play, and I used to love the shit out of that game. Um, So I had the most time with that, Battlefront 2. I put maybe like a few hours in and I loved it, but for whatever reason fell off. Um, I actually am one of the people who enjoy the new Battlefront games. Uh, they look amazing and for what they are, they, they're pretty fun. Like, put aside the grindiness and some of the other issues, like, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, but do you prefer the-, the dice ones or the pandemic ones from like a decade before? No, no. Uh, I prefer the older ones. The more... My pandemic. Yeah. I just realized but their the name is Pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Their name is Pandemic, and look where we're at right now. I just aged this video. Yeah. <laughs> but but another game, and like I said, I can already tell from what I'm going to be adding to my list is at least five or six Star Wars games. But uh, <laughs> a game that I got many hours into that I never finished was Force Unleashed. Like, I really liked the combat <sighs> and the style in that game. I only played the first one for a little bit, and I had fun with it. I was like, oh, you can be a bad guy Jedi, or, you know, or a Sith, or whatever. Like, I was like, that's what every kid secretly always wanted to be. Nobody wanted to be friggin' Luke. Well, maybe Luke. No one wanted to be Han. But, like, you know, you wanted what? the powers. Cool and all. I was about to say, Han is Shut usually up. the one everyone wants to be. Yeah. No, because he's just, he's just a guy that shoots. Like, yeah. every kid wants he's got the, the cool power. Ship. He gets the girl. Jim, everyone wanted to friend. be. Yeah. Well, Jim, I mean, growing up getting girls wasn't an issue for some of us. I'm everyone, just saying, like, me and Blade know that, you know. I mean, I'm everyone just saying, I know wanted to be Jar Jar. <laughs> well, Jim is Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> I am kind of Jar Jar-esque. <laughs> I'm saying, starts flowing. tell me at some point in your life, and don't act like you don't even to this point, when you walk in front of automatic doors, you don't kind of put your hand out like you're a Jedi. You know you did it. Every oh, kid... Course wanted to have some Jedi powers and add in, like, spark powers and all the Sith yeah. shit. Force, Force Unleashed was, like, 
the first game I could I tried that I was like, ooh, you can kind of do that. So yeah, they were all fun. Yeah, and I remember like I I played that game. I actually that's the reason why I actually watch the Star Wars movies because the whole um promotion around Force Unleashed was it's the connective tissue between Episode three and four until basically Disney bought the franchise and declared it non-canon. Nope. Mm. Yep. Exactly. But for what it is, it's it's okay. I played better, like you know, hack and slash action games in my life. But but for what it is, it's fun. I mean, it's definitely better than the second one, which I heard nothing but bad things compared to the first. So yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I never played either of them. But nope, good question. Next up from uh, fifth. I will actually say was a great question. It was. There you go. (laughs) Suck. But next up from fifth gen move. I know. Yeah, you're a sweetie pie. What the hell? Uh, At Brian's request, yeah. if one video game genre was removed from existence, which would you rather keep? Pinball games or shoot 'em ups? You <laughs> mother. Oh, such an easy answer. I, I mean, I. Uh, I mean, for me. <laughs> I guess. And you know what, Jim? Let's even add in there. You, there's no such thing as pinball tables either. Oh, gee, fuck. Oh, they gave me now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Enjoy Just it, Jim. Drive that <laughs> steak deeper in the <laughs> Like, ah, uh, because, I mean, shoot 'em ups are better games in general. But pinball's been. I've had pinball for so long. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Taste that revenge, penis. <laughs> I don't Mercy's want it. a penis. It's uncircumcised <laughs> and it looks weird. Damn it! Uh, I guess I gotta go shoot 'em ups just because they're better games in general. But uh, fuck you. <laughs> Say bye to your pinball. <laughs> what about you, Blade? I'm sorry. Yeah, I kind of have to echo the same answer too, which kind of pains me because I actually do enjoy a lot of like video pinball games. In particular, um, I would say the Pokemon pinball games are actually pretty addicting. They're great. They are. I, I mean, even if you don't like Pokemon, they're actually really fun. It's like the whole idea that you use, like, you know, the Pokeball is the actual ball, and you have to, like, fling it the right direction to catch the Pokemon, and then you have to, like, evolve them by reaching specific areas of the board. It's really entertaining. Um, and there's some other stuff that I can also mention, like, and I can talk about it for hours. But yeah, shmups have been, you know, a staple in gaming forever, you know. You can even, like, put asteroids as, like, a shmup in a way, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I know it's not a traditional shmup, but, you know, (laughs) it counts in a way, so... (laughs) I mean, and obviously there's, like, the whole treasure (laughs) stuff with the Karuga and Ready and Silver Gun... Ah, oh, there's just so many good ones. Yeah, I'll have to go with oh, that. So. You, you have, like, as of the, we're recording this on the 10th, you have five more days to download Radiant Silver Gun for free on Xbox Live. Yeah, so. and it's a fantastic version, too. Like, absolutely must download as well. Yeah. So, that's an easy answer for me. <sighs> Shoot 'em ups, and I would do the Duke Nukem 3D peeing on the old pinball machines as it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta let the dragon out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Next up from Tony Montana. Thoughts on Abington slash Huntington Valley legend Bob Saget. To me, he'll always be Danny Tanner, one of the best TV dads of all time. Rest in peace, Bob. Yeah, it's really, really sad, shocking. I still, I, as of now, do we know 
how he died? Like, what was the cause of death? Not yet. We're recording the day after he died, so I don't, okay. they didn't release it yet, or they don't know yet. I don't know. So, terrible. Obviously, as Philly local, he always came on uh, Preston and Steve, which is a local radio show. Hmm. He's great in everything he was in. But, yeah, I always think of him as Full House. I know he's, like, super dirty and everything else in gym. That's where you probably know him more is his dirtier shit. Um, I always appreciate him more, even just from the Full House and, obviously, America's Funniest. Like, I grew up watching him like that. So, it, it really, really sucks, and I feel like too many... Man, 2022 is uh, starting off with craziness. So, yeah. I yeah. feel like, what was he, 50s? 65. 65. Maybe 60. Okay. Yeah. So, still pretty good damn for young. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, pretty damn young. So, really sucks. Sad. It's yeah. re- it's really crazy that in the span of like two weeks we lost you know Betty White, uh, Sidney Poitier, and now Bob Saget. It's just crazy that all those legends you know. Yeah, it's crazy we lost a ninety nine year old woman. Yeah, that's a, that's a real shocker. <laughs> I mean, I just like more. to keep saying that because it pisses off my wife. She's like, oh, it's so sad Betty White died. I'm like, yeah, it's real fucking crazy. Her, she flipped her Harley, you know, with those ninety nine year olds. Oh, in the wacky annex. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I mean, the, mo- the most optimistic way I can take, you know, her passing is the fact that 2020 was so bad that, it, like, it took her down and she's like, well, you think you're taking me down? I'm taking her down with me. And she killed 2022 as well. Yeah, it's, so. it was a real tough life of being universally loved for, you know, like five decades. Uh, that's pretty fucking Yeah, tough. exactly. There you go. Jim, I, stop being so jelly. I'm fucking <laughs> extremely jelly. But, but <laughs> anyway. as, as for Bob Saget, I grew up, I mean, Full House was actually pretty big in Israel, so I used to watch it a lot as a kid, and I kind of identified with Danny, just, I mean, my real name is Daniel, so I guess that's maybe why yeah. I had that connection. I mean, that show was on when I was, like, very, very young, so I was very impressionable at the time. I mean, I liked him, and... I like Joey and, like, Stephanie the most in that show. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, I do want to be like, you know, everyone's like, oh, John Stamos and the Olsen twins. So. But 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 I enjoyed it. I think it's kind of, you know, I have to give him a lot of credit, you know, him as an actor. Because when I actually saw, like, his stand-up stuff and, you know, how, like, <laughs> raunchy and vulgar he can get. I was like, that's Danny Tanner? What? Yeah. Like, that's Damn. impressive if he was able to, like, hold that kind of personality back and sell us, you know, this, like, squeaky clean, you know, TV figure, essentially. And he's even cleaner on, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos, you know, when the oh, whole, like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm doing a funny voiceover when something silly happens. <laughs> like, you know, that whole shtick that he was doing. Um,. I don't know, like, I have to say, like, you know, from, like, an emotional perspective, it's sad because it's him, and also, in terms of, like, I grew up on Fresh Prince, and when James Avery, who played Uncle Phil, also passed away, I kind of, like, felt a similar thing. It's like, oh, it's another, like, you know, I know it's on TGIF, but, you know, like, that same, like, you know, comedy block of, like, you know, those, like, mm-hmm. like parent figures that he used to watch so often as a kid, and they're not here anymore, and, uh... Right. Yeah, it's just sad, and, you know, the fact he was this... Yeah, he just had a comedy show, like, the night before, and then it just happened. It's, it goes to show, like, how much we need to, you know, cherish our life, you know, and just keep on living and appreciate the life we have, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jambers? Yeah, I mean, what do you call it? Grew up... I mean, I wasn't the biggest, like, Full House fan as a kid, but, I mean, I watched it, and 
would watch America's Funniest Home Videos with my parents and shit like that. So, yeah, he's a part of all of our childhoods. I actually haven't seen that much of his, like, stand-up. And even the stuff I saw, I was like, yeah, it's all right. It seemed a little try-hard. Like, he tried, like, to be, like, the complete opposite of, like, you know, his public persona and stuff like that. Like, the weirder memories I have of him are, like, that, like, phase of the late 90s when, like, the cool thing was just for, like, everyone seemingly shit on Bob Saget out of nowhere, even though he was out of the public eye for a while. Mm -hmm, yeah. So it was, like, South Park, like, made fun of him, and, like, you know, <laughs> in that one episode, like, from, like, the first season. Yeah, it's and the finale like, of season one, I remember, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there was this, like, random pop punk song that I remember vividly from, like, eighth grade called Bob Saget, <laughs> I Hate You. And... Like, you can, it was like just a random song that would be like buried in Napster that you'd randomly come across. I, I, was like... I think the funniest thing I remember, and it's not to like make fun of the guy, of course. Like, for the funniest thing I've ever seen is like a Bob Saget with an eye patch, and they call it Bob Sagat, like, you know, from Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I mean, hey, Sagat yeah. is an awesome person, so, I mean, it's a compliment, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, 65 seemed way too sudden, way too young, so, yep, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. With all, with all the jokes, I mean, we appreciate what he has done, you know, for entertainment, and you know, all the best for uh, his family and friends. Right. Yeah. yeah so Dan said, "Fuck him," and I agree. So next up, <laughs> from last up from Burn Madness, might have been asked. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I'm sorry. Now, no, you're not. Might have been asked before, but no, I'm not. But what's a game that was never ported to the states that you really wanted to play at the time? Ooh. Ooh, that's, that's a an good easy question answer for me. Go ahead, I um, need to think. <laughs> it's one that, like, it's I, I don't know. I'm not like I've, I've never been someone who's like searched out shit, but uh, the what was it called? Underworld, um, the Eternal War that only came out in UK for PS2. Oh, because um, <laughs> there's never been an Underworld game. I like the movies. Oh, and, the Kate Beckinsale movies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's basically like a kind of a stick shooter is my understanding oh. maybe partial hack and slash but you're her i th i don't know if you can be other characters i've never seen a ton of footage on it sure but it looked kind of cool and i was like why is it not i i still don't know why it's not coming but that's weird um i'm yeah. gonna add that to my list because i'm gonna emulate this shit out or figure <laughs> out a way to because I still don't know why that never even got a port or whatever. Maybe it was shittily received, but that was one I was pretty mad never got to play. So that's my answer. Well, you better run from a DMCA. <laughs> I'm not scared of them. We're too small. Fair. Oh, oh, no. Don't strike down our channels. We don't make shit money off of. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Patreon.com uh, slash drink a beer, play a game. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> Support my lifestyle and my habits. Support my vices. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the only one I can think of is, like, I, anytime I see, like, retrospective videos on stuff like that, like, I'm always interested in playing cannon fodder. And, for like, for, if you don't know, it's, like, you mm -hmm. control a little squad of, like, three to five guys. It's kind of real-time strategy-ish and kind of just, like, overhead action-y kind of stuff. And, yeah, it, like, it came out on, like, the Mega Drive in Europe and, like, the 3DO <laughs> and shit like that. Of course, not the CDI, so, of course, I can't do that. But, yeah, it was just, like, one of those random games I look at, I'm like, this looks interesting. And it's just weird that, like, it seemed to be really popular and it never came out here. And you could probably go with, like, all the Micro Machine sequels, too, because, like, we always got, like, the first one. But, like, in the UK, they had, like, five of them, and we they just, like, never came over here. So Codemasters kind of had a hate boner for North America. And it was on the Super NES, but they never poured that? I don't think it came to the States either on that. I could be wrong, hmm. but... 
You're probably wrong. Probably. <laughs> when ain't I? <laughs> what about you, Blade? Um, well, there's a lot. I mean, like you're talking about UK, but honestly, I'm like 100% uh, weeaboo, as in lover <laughs> of the Japanese culture. So obviously, I'm probably going to choose something um, from Japan. And I, and so I was which th- hentai game? <laughs> yes, Switch. let's see. Backdoor Sluts 7, The Revenge of the Calm Dungeon. Anyways. <laughs> that's a, actually a favorite. That's <laughs> no, top that's shelf the, in my library. That, that's the one with the 3D dungeon, actually. Anyway. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm actually going to go for a game that came out in both um, Japan and Europe, but never came to the States. Even though, I mean, I know I lived in Europe like back when I was younger, but it still kind of counts. Um, and that's uh, Vibribbon for the PS1. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Because I like rhythm games, and I like the idea of, like, you know, taking, you know, any kind of, like, music CD that you have and essentially create a level based on each track yeah. of that CD. So uh, the game only has, like, six tracks, which, I mean, sounds like kind of, you know, pitifully short which yeah it is Seems but essentially forever. i mean yeah i mean they, they give you like a taste of what you can do but then you know you put like any kind of like music cd you have and then it creates you know a level and how the game works for those of you who don't know is that depending on the disc you have it creates a level which is this like bunny character walking across that thin line and along the line there's going to be different patterns on the line like a triangle or a loop and you have to press a specific button combination to cross those different gaps and patterns. And it starts really easy, but then you have to, you know, press multiple buttons together. Um, and, you know, it gets really tricky. And the weirdest part about this game, too, is that it kind of creates those, you know, um, levels randomly. So you'd think, you know, a very fast song is going to be the hardest one, but sometimes the slowest songs... The tempo they is just, just running you, so just fast. It's just like, off. wait, what? 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 So, yeah, yeah, damn off-time jazzy bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the weirdest thing, but it's such a revolutionary game, and I don't know why it never came, you know, stateside. Um, um, yeah, that's the one thing I can think about right now that's, like, really call me out regarding this. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. No, that's a good question. <clears throat> so, uh, from Gamer Astral. Game you have beaten the most times in your life. Uh, shit. I mean, for me, it's going to be probably Resident Evil 1. Um, especially if I combine in the remakes with it. Uh, that or, honestly, it's, it's going to be a beat-em-up. might be Streets of Rage 2. Some, it's going to be one of those. Um, yeah, I played them way too much and beat them way too much. What about you, Chambers? Uh, It's all my top games. Either Star Fox 64, Streets of Rage 2, Mario Kart 64, or Super Street Fighter 2. Take your pick. One of them. them, It's going to be one of them. Hmm. What about you, Blade? You finished Star Fox 64 64 times? I think I've finished that 640 times at least. Nice. Sucks at him. Nice. Um... Bitch! (laughs) Easiest question for me, probably. Sonic 3 is my favorite game of all time. So, yeah, Sonic 3, Sonic Knuckles. I mean, I could even throw in Sonic 2, which I know it's not the same game, but sure, it's like Genesis Sonic. Let's just toss them all in there. Yeah, that would be my answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. But, yeah, no, I think uh, 
Damn, that, 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 that is a really good question. Because I'm trying to think if there's any other really short games that maybe we've just played enough. Maybe Sonic 1 for me? I, but I don't think I've hit it as much as the other ones. Yeah. I would, see, man, I love keeping lists. I would love to have had a legit... This is the only thing I like about modern consoles. I'm sure you can track like how many times you've actually beaten a game. Yeah. Having info like that would be kind of cool from when we were kids. Yeah, I mean, I played a lot of that Tiny Toon game for the Genesis. That's another one I played a lot growing yeah. up. <laughs> they were solid games. No, great Konami, question. Yeah. Well, thank you, though, bud. Appreciate it. Because yeah, I'm in denial. Great. That wraps up our Patreon questions for this week. So thank you once again to everyone for the support. And as always, if you head over to patreon.com slash drinkbeerplaygame, $1 a month gets you a shout-out and access to some exclusive videos. 2 bucks gets you a question. 5 bucks gets you bonus episodes and a game review request of your choice. 10 bucks gets you to use us as your billboard for your content and some more stuff over there, so go check it out. Thank you, guys. Truly appreciate it. All right, so we are back, Chambers. Uh, how did that oatmeal stout treat you? I just poured out my third one. It's It's okay. Like, it, it. It, it's kind of flavorless like it's really? all right as an oatmeal stout yeah, it's just not really like i'm expecting more flavor like something really to grab me and just nothing there so it's all right but yeah. it, it's not it won't be a go-to jim you poor bastard speaking of flavorless <laughs> would you say it was stout of the art damn it <laughs> do the dance do the dance okay fine <laughs> no, wrong one. Wrong one. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, I uh, damn it. What can I say? My Corona Light is no flavor. I did two of them. I actually decided to go to water because it's a little more tasty. So, oh, yeah. oh, what's that? That's fine. Oh my God, have you joined the light side? Oh, oh, yep. <sighs> I, yes. Uh, Join the lot. Wait, that's the opposite. I should do like. <laughs> yes, <join the> lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, Blade, we got you here. We got you for this list. Let's do because this. Because a lot of these, I, I I have thoughts on, but I really want to know if you've been able to play. So uh, this year we're going from GamesRadar.com. The link. Yeah, is below. I'm sick of bitching about Polygon and Kotaku, so I figured, fuck it, let's give another page a chance. Try so. somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, All I'm right. so sad last year they didn't have Crash 4. I mean, hashtag bias, but I don't care. <laughs> it couldn't so be hard. even number 32 or whatever? I mean, jeez, Polygon. <laughs> no, they had to put some artsy bullcrap in there that made you think about... <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me get my pinky. Uh-oh. 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 uh I was going to make fun of it, but honestly, there are so many games that are, I just call it random chores, like I joked about Lawnmower Simulator, and there's Power Wash Simulator, and like there's simulators for everyday activities, and I've actually seen a few games like this that are literally about organizing, packing, unpacking. Blade, have you played that at all? It doesn't really look like my kind of game, with all due <laughs> respect. Um... <laughs> Uh, I mean, one of the things I hate the most to do when I have to go on, like, a trip or something is to pack a luggage because, man, mm-hmm. it's like playing real-life Tetris of how you fit everything. Um, 
But let's be real, the fact that it made it into a top 25, even if it's the bottom, that means the game has to have some kind of merit, so I respect that for sure. Um, mm -hmm. It's just... Um, I don't know, I mean, there are some games that were really successful doing, you know, menial things. I mean, uh, Papers, Please is the first thing that comes up to mind. I mean, paper, Papers, Please is about reading people's papers, you know, when they try to pass through, like, a border... And mm -hmm. you just do this over and over again, but there's, like, the tension of, like, you know, letting the wrong person in and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of intrigue there. I don't know much about unpacking, so for me, there's not really a whole lot to unpack yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Never <laughs> girl. I, I mean, to. Jim watched a... Well, Jim jerked off over a game where he watched a plant grow, so, you know. Flower is adorable and heartwarming. How dare you, sir? <laughs> oh, I, I have a game for you, actually. I can also recommend if you like that. Go on. It's called Paint Dry. Watch Paint Dry yes. on a wall. One of a... Damn, Jim just got... Jim, do you need that number for that burn unit? Paint Dry. <laughs> so back to unpacking. <laughs> I need to have a sound clip, like, Paint Dry. Oh, you're, you're going to be loading up the Steam Deck for me. But, uh, yeah, the only thing I know about this game is, what do you call it, when we talked about it a few weeks back because people didn't know what a GameCube was, so they kept getting lost and they couldn't progress, mm -hmm. which I thought was funny But because uh, it's set in the late 90s, early 2000s. But besides that, it's nothing I'd re ever really play. Yeah. 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 Like, but good on them. Good for a small team for, you know, making it on the list. So good on you, Witch, Witch Beam. Witch Beam, that's a cool name for a company, actually. I'll give them that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is it is it a witch that's shooting a beam, or is it a beam made of witches? And where is it coming from? Uh. Wait, well, which beam are you guys talking about? Oh, <laughs> <damn> it! <laughs> that's what I would say. Jimmy, see what I did there? Oh. I mean, uh, <laughs> Malish. <laughs> yeah. Go this back is to my Jim's worst nightmare. <laughs> All right. So number 24, a game I'm actually interested in, um, The Forgotten City, which I didn't realize, and I'm reading this, it started out as a Skyrim mod, mm -hmm. and then they converted it into this like Roman mythology, mm -hmm. and it's time looping, so um, from what I've seen, it's it's very interesting, like the city inhabitants get turned into gold, and you can use it like back and forth. From people that we know, who i actually seen review it, it looks like something I'd be interested in, and I'm I'm a sucker for Roman and European uh, history, even though it's more mythology. But yeah, I I'm not shocked it's on here. But have you played it at all, Blur? Um, uh, no, I haven't. But I've heard a lot of um good things about it, and it seems like you know the whole like roguelike time looping thing has kind of been a trend in 2021. Yeah. I I sort of noticed that, and it seems to be one of the games that did a pretty good job at it that like even if you know the time repeats itself so you can't really explore that far so you can't really roam all that you know further in the game yeah roam. what about you chambers roam you oh i know what you did uh, I, I saw what you did there uh, i'm not acknowledging every single one you sons of bitches but uh <laughs> yeah no it looks pretty good and like you guys said like i this is one i actually heard of like here and there They'd be like, ah, oh, Forgotten City. Like, I'd hear someone say, oh, you have to play this. And I'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. And then I, of course, never followed up on it. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that even in my, like, you know, little online travels I've heard about it, that's more than I can say for most of these lists we ever go through. So that's something right there. So sounds like it has a good track record. Looks interesting. 
Yeah, it kind of looks a lot like Outer Wilds in terms of, like, you know, the first-person, like, puzzle expert. Mm -hmm. I know that Outer Wilds doesn't have, like, you know, the whole looping mechanic, but it seems like the kind of game that you, like, you have to just go out, explore, and just figure things out, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Here's another one I've heard some things, not quite as much, but <sighs> Death's Door. Um, Ooh. It's the easiest way. Yeah, I like how they, they sum it up, but you're basically a crow who's reaping souls and it's kind of like legend of zelda meets kingdom hearts meets a metroidvania so i don't know um mm -hmm. what do you guys heard about this or have you played it why don't you yeah. go first jim <laughs> okay uh i really i've heard of it but i really haven't heard much about it but i don't know i'm kind of in a little bit of a adventure game-ish metroidvania-ish kick right now so this is something i'll definitely play I mean, you just and finished Zelda Switch. too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it? On, oh, it is on Switch. Man, it's on everything. That's. I remember when it came out originally, it was just on the Xbox uh, family. Mm -hmm. So I guess it kind of like um, spread to like other platforms. I think it came out on PlayStation in November. I actually didn't know about the Switch port, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I've a bunch of my um friends uh, played it. Told me it was great. I just didn't have time to play it, but. Yeah. yeah, it is something that I might enjoy. I mean, I do like, you know, the isometric, like, you know, action games. I mean, Hades was one of my last, my favorite games from last year. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I remember I was watching this video of this guy who was, like, talking about the games he played through the year. And I think he gave Hades, like, an S rank or something. I mean, it was pretty good. I don't know, but I think you should watch that video. It's a pretty good video. Yeah. yeah. Shameless plug. Game, games I played in 2021? Ranking the games I played in 2021? Wait, it was about, you? About, about four videos ago? Something like that. Oh, something yeah, no, things happen on here. <clears throat> Love it. <laughs> but yeah, Death, no Death's Door looks pretty interesting, and, you know, I, I think it's still in Game Pass, so... For those oh. who have Game Pass. Oh, I mean, yeah, then I would definitely try it. Yeah. yeah. If it hasn't yeah. been removed from Game Pass, because I know they have this, like, circulation. All right, yeah, this no, next one. Take a look. Yep. No fucking idea. Number 22. Watermyth. I, I've never heard a thing about this. Yeah, PC. Uh, number one, can I say I hate this design of the... 2D, but they're like paper statues. You are just mad they're because so it reminds corny. you of Parappa. It's just so corny. It's like... No, it's not even stylized where it's cool enough to be stylized. That, that's not fair. They're not timeless even made luck. of... Timeless Luck, Brian. will never be outdated. Yeah, come, come on. They're not no, even made of... Timeless Luck. Timeless Luck. No. A it, unique a unique and boring, I'm not going to put effort into it and be cutesy with it. You know who did a really timeless look? Puppeteer. That's not puppeteer level. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'll give the puppeteer as a timeless look. See, I, I went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't get the whole, like, it looks corny because none of them are actually made of corn, first of all. So I think that's... that's <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> how how can corn be flat see, like that? We, we, see, we knew Blade was a corn apologist. We knew it. <laughs> that's why I drink. <laughs> I'm actually more of a... Upbringing. I'm actually more of a corn agnostic, but that's besides the point. Um, um, from what I know about um, Willermyth, it's kind of like... Um, a western take on like the grid-based tactical RPGs like Fire Emblem and Advance Wars and stuff like that. Um, and apparently, for what I know about the game, that's supposed to be like one of the coolest things about it is that 
depending of like you know um, the choices you make through the game and like say how often like you know a character is damaged, the story actually changes accordingly. And also your offspring will have different like you know um, attributes based on how you play as their ancestors too. So there's yeah. a lot of depth into the system as far as I'm aware. But I I'm a console gamer through and through. So um, it's not like you know I'm anti PC like you know a PC master race and all that stuff. But I usually play on consoles because. My PC is where I do my work, the console is where I do my gaming, I like to have that separation, so... Maybe I'll play it if it comes to consoles uh, in the future, I just... Yeah. Just, that's the reason why I didn't, like, get it, so... Yeah, it's odd to me seeing a, a PC-exclusive game, especially making lists like this. Like, who, who really played that? I mean, like, PC because it's exclusive doesn't mean, like, it could still be good. Yeah, that's true, yeah. But not top 25 good. <laughs> You just hate the Parappa look. <clears throat> yeah. Admit it. I was thinking right. Paper Mario, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that can suck a dick, too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, speaking of exclusive, especially for a stupid system, we I got I thought you were about to say, speaking of sucking dick. Jesus. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise. Now, um, those monsters is... have amazing phallic objects. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you. Rathalos, man, he's large and in charge. <laughs> It's a Switch exclusive, but what's weird is it's going to be coming out, actually, in two days on PC. So it won't <laughs> be exclusive for long. Right. But, uh, you know, Monster Hunter is a series. It's another one where I've heard good things. I've just never gotten into it. So I'm not shocked it's in here. But yeah, I what do you call it? I, I hear with the Monster Hunter games, it seems like every new entry is always, like, the best one to start with because, like, the old ones are really not user-friendly and, like, they just keep making quality of life improvements. Mm. So, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Rise. I've just never gotten around them in the Monster Hunter series. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I mean, I'm probably the, on the minority, but I actually liked World more than Rise. I just thought, like, Wald had a better flow to it, and I enjoyed the co combat of Wald more. And I'm mm. not sure if it's because that Rise is, like, made on the Switch, and let's be honest, I mean, I love the Switch as a system, but I think that Rise is really pushing its, like, graphical, like, you know, <laughs> capabilities to its limits, so sometimes it can be kind of, like, slow at times. Yeah, um, which, apparently, both Wald and Rise were... The development started at the exact same time, but obviously, this goes to show how long it takes to develop a game for the Switch compared, you know, to the PS4 and Xbox One at the time. So, right. um, I, I give him a lot of props, you know, for making... I mean, but here's the thing. It's really hard to make a game for the Switch. You know, if you're not Nintendo and you know how to optimize it. But the fact they did it and the game turned out as well as it did is good on them. I mean, I, one of the, the coolest things they added to the... To rise is this like um, little uh, grappling hook thingy that you can like shoot and like swing into walls so that way you're able to cover more like vertical um, surfaces quicker so you can climb faster. I think that's a cool idea. I, I would just love it honestly to be hopefully get a, like a PlayStation or an Xbox release so hopefully we can get like you know like 60 frames per second. That's what I hate about this new generation of consoles. I became a frame rate snob. It's like 60 FPS or bust. I mean, that's... Mm -hmm. I see Zoomers say that 30 is unplayable. I'm like, fuck you. It is playable, but it's not as fun. I'll say that. Like, I mean, there's something about 60 frames that's just very magical. 
Well, yes, it's just so goddamn smooth. I agree with that. But, like, 30, 30 is perfectly fine. Like, I grew up in a goddamn fucking dark ages of, like, 12. But th- I mean, 30, yeah. 30, 30's good. But here's the deal. No, it's only an issue if you try to make it look like a realistic game. Yeah, 30's fine for older styles. Mm-hmm. You don't need 60 on 8 and 16-bit inspired games. Yeah. 30, 30 will do. But, yeah, if you try to do a Skyrim on 30, it'll look like shit. And it will become unplayable. But that's a different style. Yeah. It doesn't run at 60 anyway. But I'm saying, like, 30 is pretty shitty for games like that. Yeah. Skyrim I mean, barely hits 30 when it owns original consoles. Oh, God. Like the PS3 version. Oh, God. <laughs> the 360. Yeah. Yeah. But the modern ones look much better. Well, yeah. 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 I think the problem that I had also with Rise well, you put is like just... like 200 hours into it on the 360, so you, you just the fuck Yeah, out. but I can, I can admit that it wasn't optimal. Yeah, but we still played it because, you know, it was Skyrim yeah, at the time. Yeah, didn't so. care then. Now yeah. <laughs> no, of course we didn't care because that was the seventh generation. Yeah, Chip, it's like, it's like the first time you discovered there's something better than jerking off called having sex. I, that's, you that's, don't want to go backwards, you want to go forwards, Jim. <laughs> Some I, things are better than others. <laughs> I can do you one better. <laughs> Donkey Kong 64 was beloved at that time because that's the only option we had. <sighs> you know I'm right. I mean, right. I don't like to admit it, but I'm right. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's move yeah, this but on. before we move on, I mean, even more important like issue that I had with Rise in the Frame, which is that's a nitpick. But it's also, like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, each game is becoming more and more user-friendly because of quality of life improvements there's a lot of tutorials there's a lot of text and in in the hub world there's just a lot of like you know dialogue of like you know you have to press this button to talk to this person and there's like five menus for each npc and i'm like let me just hack some monsters and let me yeah you know what thank you for telling me that now i never have to play it yeah it's it's like i i love hack and slash games but i like it when like the controls are simple but like it's hard to master like that's more of my speed, and I respect Monster Hunter, but yeah, I'm, I'm I think I'm good for a little bit. I mean, maybe if the expansion is gonna change my mind, but we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of games I'll never play, number twenty, Eastward, Zelda and Earthbound inspired RPG with an amazing art style. It looks cool, but I don't need a fucking RPG right now, so yeah. I'm not gonna get around to it. It does look cool, but um, I'm sure it's great. If you like the genre, I'm sure it's great, but um, it's a thing I'm not gonna put any time into. Yeah, yeah, I haven't played it either. Um, at least with the screenshot, it looks nice. I'll give it that. I mean, yeah, it looks I can def- really nice. Yeah. I can see the Earthbound inspiration, you know, in every um, pixel in the frame there. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess. I mean, here's the thing: like, if people cannot, you know, have a new Earthbound, and this can supplement, you know, having like an Earthbound for, or sorry, Mother for. I apologize. Then good on them. If the game is great excellent. There's just other games I need to play, so I only have, like, a giant backlog. So I'll... Maybe I'll get to it just right now is not the time. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. Next one looks more interesting, the Artful Escape. Talking about the way it looks and what it's set up as, a platformer that is music-inspired. Like, Mm -hmm. seems to be a lot going on. It's kind of like a psychedelic thing going on. Yeah, I've heard nothing about it, but I'm actually pretty interested. This looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like not a very, like, super, like, long game. It kind of reminds me, Perfect. like, you know, of, um, 
what's the game that came out a few years back that has similar um it had like um uh, oh Sinara Wild Hearts, that's what I was thinking of actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kinda reminds me like what the color scheme is very um Sinara Wild stuff. Hearts. And which is funny too, because that game had like Queen Latifah doing the narration, and I'm seeing this game has like, you know, uh, what's her name? Lena Hetty and um also Jason Swartzman is in it, which is like <laughs> <laughs> He's like one of like you know those like Wes Anderson actors uh, you know that shows yep. in all these like you know f- fancy movies or whatever. <laughs> so it looks like they Im- they put a lot of like you know Effort heart in into Effort. it. Yeah. It looks nice. Like it actually looks like a very interesting game. I mean, I'm the thing about me as a gamer in general. I think I've said it before, like in the last couple of times I was on. I'm definitely more of like the arcade, like you know, put a controller and let me like do some like you know fun game stuff more so than like you know i want to go and like see like art exhibits you know i just want to i just want to be active in my experience more so than like a watcher but who knows maybe it's a great experience and you know i want to be wrong about that absolutely it could be yeah but realistically probably none of us are getting to (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean if it's on game pass sure why not Yeah, it seems like it's a Microsoft platform exclusive yeah. almost. Uh, it's probably on there. Yeah. All right. So number eighteen, we got Solar Ash, which is a. It, you know what it remind me of? It, the the chick looks like she could be out at Darksiders, and it basically she it. skates on clouds. It basically it's like a weird combo of this outer worldly crazy designed, and you skate around. You have like a whip which attaches to things. That's pretty so, cool. It looks like a more interesting... Is it a 3D platformer, or is it more 2D? I can't really tell by the pictures I... I'm looking at. It's funny, because to me, like, from the art, it actually reminds me of Dead Cells a lot. Like, like the green and dark mm. red, I'm thinking of Dead Cells. I need Cells. to get around to that. I've never played that yet. Oh, Dead Cells is great. If you like um, Castlevania, you would love Dead Cells. Nice. It, pe- it plays a lot of, like, a modern Castlevania, like, Bloodstained. Yeah. Ooh. Only with, like, roguelite elements, basically, so... Mm. It might be my favorite Royal Light besides Hades, but anyways, let's keep going with yeah. Solar Ash. I don't no, know much about it, actually. This is also one of those, same, like... Same. I, I don't... I never heard about it before this list, but from everything I'm reading, I imagine it'll almost be, like, a... Now, I'm not saying as impactful as Mirror's Edge, but, like, it's all about, like, the way you move, slide, boost, hop the thing. So it's just probably a, a very stylized platformer. Can I go off on a quick tangent? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do like a small intro. Time for <laughs> another tangent thing. So Mirror's Edge, um, as you probably all know, um, about a, two months ago, uh, Microsoft released the final um, um, update for the backwards compatibility program, where they added a bunch of like original Xbox and 360 games. But what they also did is they did like an FPS boost for a bunch of 360 games that were never um, 60 FPS before. One of them is Mirror's Edge, and that game also is in 4K now. And playing Mirror's Edge in 4K 60 FPS on, like, you know, a 4K TV. (laughs) Holy crap, it looks great. Oh my god, I mean, I loved this game before, but holy crap. (laughs) That's another one that always was, like, you know, stylized. So, like, you know, the art style wasn't going to go out of fashion, so you boost it up. It holds up, right? Especially, you know, if you have, like, a TV that supports HDR, and, you know, the game is, like, very bright, so obviously you want to have the contrast, you know, in the luminance and all that. But, yeah, like, 
freaking Mirror's Edge. Sorry. And that was my dungeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, it's good. I'm, I'm still playing on a 2010 Plasma, so I'm not going to be able to experience all this. I mean, I, I'm using an OLED, and that's probably, like, you know, like, the newer version of Plasmas anyway, so. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. Plasmas Back are good. to Solar Ash. I don't have a PS4 or 5, and my PC can't really play games, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, it. Might as well PC you later. Son of a bitch. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> 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 One I'm very interested in, and I'm actually kind of mad at myself. I haven't played because it was my my introduction to RTSs, Age of Empires Four. Um, I'm seeing a lot of good stuff about it. The problem is, I kind of moved on to Warhammer and other like and Total War games. Um, but without a doubt, I will be playing this game. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just mad I haven't gotten to it yet, and I always love those games. And to me, those way more than. Uh, and this isn't a dig at Jim. I know. Way, way more than... Uh, what the hell is that Starcraft. RTS you always played? Yeah, I, I was always into these ones. So, yeah. I always liked him. Yeah. Again, yeah, I don't that, have a PC I'm, I'm to play it on, but I'd love to play it. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Blade? Yeah, do you remember the question earlier we had from the Patreons? Like, what game genre you would remove if you had the capability between Pitbull and Shmups? Mm-hmm. Like, before you actually gave me those two options, I actually had, like, one answer in my brain. RTSs. It's the mm-hmm. one genre I just never connected to. And really? I don't hate I don't hate RTSs, for the record. It's just... Sounds like you got some hate. No. <laughs> no, no. Hate is going to be something more for, like, Valen Wonderworld, but we get to that later. Uh, actually, it's not going to be on the list anyway, but that's more like, you know... <laughs> my oh, no, biggest... it's number one. You just spoiled it. It's my heartbreak <laughs> over the year, that's for sure. Um, no, I just never connected to those games, but I do appreciate, you know, a lot of the hard work that goes into them. Especially with industry experience now, I realize how much really goes into making games. So I'm even more, you know, um, empathetic and sympathetic towards, you know, developers. Yeah. But more importantly, like, you know, it's a genre I just never connected to, but Age of Empires 4 does look really nice. I've heard a lot of great things from people who do like the genre. And based on the developer's re- record, I hope that it sells well and doesn't become a relic. Hopefully. I mean... Is that, is that another pun? I know did, what did he did. Did you another goddamn pun I know what there? he did. But I... I, I, it's I wasn't made by it Relic him. Entertainment. Son That's why bitch. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you bastard. Well, the next one I'm actually shocked is as high on the list. I've heard lower. nothing but bad things about this. Really? <laughs> my, my neck literally just went like <laughs> like when I saw that just now. I didn't even yeah. know that was coming. <laughs> Far Cry 6. Wow. Um, what? Like, I, all I heard was people just going, yeah, it's like too short, it's too easy, and it kind of sucked. That's like all I ever heard about this game. Uh, uh, over a bunch of other games in this list, I'm actually surprised. Yeah, weird. <laughs> well, I mean, most of the list has been indie bullshit to this point, so I, well, I guess... So, I mean... No, so, I mean I would like not to say, the, I love these some indie games. But I'll like, call you know, it like indie filler at worst, but yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. It's just that, but the, but here's like the AAA filler, if anything. It's like, and again, I, I, I don't like, you know, to say like, you know, shit on developers or anything, but Far Cry, if we're talking about like, you know, like chips is like comfort food, like if, for me, Pokemon is that like, you know, equivalent of like potato chips. I yeah. think Far Cry is for like shooter fans. Like a lot of people just like, you know, Hey, yeah. do you want to turn off your brain and play some Far Cry? I'm like, yeah, whatever, sure. So, exactly. Yeah. That's probably why it's you know as high as it is. That's my guess. And f- my main criticism is what I've been hearing is like it's the same as the other one. As so same, if you en- yeah. 
if you like the other ones, you're probably gonna enjoy it too. I mean, I haven't really played a Far Cry game to completion since, like, the third one, which is probably, like, you know, the peak of the series, and it hasn't really reached that ever since. So. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and they have the guy, uh, you know, what's his name? Um... Uh, the guy from Mandalorian, you know, what's his name? Giancarlo Esposito is in it, too, so... Yeah. He's in all yeah, over the They promotion. always have interesting good... They always have interesting bad guys. It is a turn-your-brain-off, but it's, like, another one where I go... If you're not going with the main FPS, like, multiplayer games for single-player, it's, like, one of your few good options for FPS campaigns. Honestly, so. yeah, I, I actually playing this game with a friend together. I think that can actually be pretty fun, like you know, just causing yeah. you know havoc in a remote island or whatever. I mean, it seems pretty fun. So, yeah. I, I think the thing is that I do think that maybe Far Cry is getting a lot of flack from a lot of people. I do think the series does have its merit. I just don't think you know it's like best of the year. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, the next one up, I'm, I'm again shocked. shocked with because all I ever heard was amazing things about this. Mm-hmm. And they have yep. Forza Horizon 5 at number 15. What? Yeah, I'm really shocked that didn't break in the top 10. Like, this is this game right here is a like, standard. I've heard love. Like, I've yeah. heard of people who bought a Series X just to be able to play this in, like, the most optimal way. Like, yeah, nothing it's a, but praise. Yeah. It's a Forza of Nature. It's, I'm not doing Son it. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it, it already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm no. not doing it. All I'm going to say is this, like, every year, this <laughs> is a standard I'm holding the the ones below it at. So I'm going to be like, is it really going to be better than Forza? So, yeah. I, I, don't I know Brian's going to have a shit fit in the next one. <laughs> yeah, it's already. You're like, I'm not even looking. I don't want to ruin it. Proof is in the me. pudding right there. Yeah. Um, Have you guys ever played Forza before? Like, any of those games? Yeah. The older ones I dipped in my toes in. Yeah. Yep. With, but not, not the Horizon ones. No, I never did a Horizon. I'm uh, going to break down and play it, even though it's not going to be close to optimized. Like, I would like to play it on a new system, but um, I'm going to... Just because it's available, and it's like it's on Game Pass, so why not? Yeah, I mean, or you can play 4, I mean, just to kind of like, you know, warm yourself up before when eventually you get a Series X, yeah. then you can play 5. Um I haven't played five yet, but I have played a lot of three, um, and I I'm not even like a big sim racing kind of guy. If I play my racing games, me neither. It's more of the arcade stuff like Mario Kart or um, Sonic and Sega All Star Racing and all that stuff. And you you might be surprised that I'm gonna say this right now, but the Hot Wheels game that came out this year is really freaking good. Hmm. Like that's probably the biggest surprise of the year was Hot Wheels Unleashed. <laughs> like interesting. I, I don't know how... They, I mean, I can go into it when, like, when we do the addendum of, like, stuff that wasn't on the list that should have been on the list, so I can go back to it later. But yeah. for Forza, or Forza, whatever people want to call it at this point, I don't care anymore. Um, just seeing this game in motion is just, like... It's crazy. Picturesque. It, it's... It's probably the most beautiful game to be on consoles right now and still maintain, like, a very high frame. Because there's also, you know... um. Microsoft Flight Simulator, but even that game doesn't, I think, run to the whole 60 as far as I'm aware. And this game looks as good as it does, and it maintains the 60. Yeah, and I don't think Simulator maintains 60 on the series. but I, I don't think, think it does, it does no. Yeah. And and the series is actually a pretty beefy console, so, I mean, it says a lot oh, of how yeah. crazy Flight Simulator is. But nevertheless, 
It's just kind of... I think what people love about Forza is the fact that, with the Horizon series in particular, they just like driving around, you know, and just, like, enjoying, you just know, the different yeah. areas. Yeah. Like, I think um, first game was, like, Colorado. Third game was, like, Australia, if I remember correctly. Um, the last game, 4, was, like, um, the UK. This one is in Mexico, so a lot of, like, cool things. I forgot where 2 takes place. I'm pretty sure it's a nice place. Um... But yeah, it's kind of crazy how like consistently good those games are. I would argue that the Horizon series are have been better than the mainline Forza games, hmm. which I think those games have been way yeah. superior than Gran Turismo, um, which I'm I forgot there was even Gran Turismo Seven coming out this year. I think like in the racing department, I think Microsoft destroyed Sony in my honest opinion. More recently, yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean. I, I think Forza I think Forza Motorsport for the original Xbox was probably better than Gran Turismo 6 on the PS3 so that's my hot take right there yeah, yeah I mean I'm, I mean, I'm, either way I'm just shocked like I said it's the number that it's at it's it's crazy to me but I I guess the, if I have to go like into their heads maybe they're like oh it's a niche it's genre a it's a racing yeah. game maybe it's not gonna appeal to a lot of people that's probably why well, wait till we get to some other ones. But number 14, <laughs> Jim's Bowie. No! Metroid Dread. No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Five years later. No! <laughs> no! Well, tell us how you really feel, Dan. No! Well, how did you like the game of the year 2026? <laughs> I, I was I was busy the last five years saying no over and over about Metroid Dread. No, <laughs> I still really want to play it next year, but I hear it, it seems to be a game either people really jack off or they're like, eh, it's it's been passed by by all the other Metroidvanias at this point. I think it makes us less because, unfortunately or fortunately, however you feel about it, it's always going to make the list. The placement is going to be the tricky part. I mean, people do seem to love it, so it could be, like, you know, an actually really good game. I know you have a hate boner for the graphics and stuff and for being a $60 game. I mean, <clears throat> I just, and based on people we know and reviews I've seen, it doesn't seem like you get your fill out of it. For how long they've waited for a Metroid game and everything combined, if this was an indie-developed game, I'd say, yeah, that's a $60 game. But a Nintendo made thing? Come on, man. That's the you're not getting your full sixty out of that. So, uh, honestly, I beg to disagree, and I'll tell you why. Do uh, you know what was the one thing I wanted to do the moment I finished Dread? Jerk off. What was the second thing I wanted <laughs> to do once I finished Dread? Take a shit. What was the third thing I wanted to do? <laughs> Play snack. Dread again, because <laughs> it's that good. And yeah, it's not a super long game. You can finish it in like, you know, um, like eight hours first time, maybe like 12 hours to get all the all of the items, but it's just fun to go through. Like, everything just clicks within Dread. Dread is one of those rare games, if you were asking me, like, what's wrong with it, I'll be like, huh, what is wrong with Dread? Is it because it's unmemorable? No, I remember a lot of it. It has oh, some of the best it. bosses in 2D games 
ever. Like, the bosses are absolutely phenomenal. I, I think maybe, like, the only thing that's, like, a little bit, like, eh about it is maybe, like, the soundtrack is probably one of the weakest one in the series, maybe, but it still fits. The Emmys, um, like, you know, those, like, robots that, like, chase you through the world, they can be kind of, like, you know, tricky to understand, like, their patterns and stuff like that, and you get caught by them a lot. And I can see how that can be frustrating to some. But even then, it's such a minor thing. It just Everything just clicks with Dread incredibly well. And this whole argument of, like, you know, like, you know, is should this be a $60 game? If we get stuff, like, in a caliber like this, that makes me want to play over and over again, yes, I would. I absolutely would. Yeah, I mean, that's always been an appeal of Metroid games for people, is to go back and beat their times and shit, so... Yeah, and you also have to consider when, like, Super Nintendo games back in the day were, like, 70 bucks. Mm -hmm. And we played them, too, that way. I mean, um, Super Metroid was pretty much, like, similar length to Metroid Dread, so... You can make that argument, so... Chambers, are you going to get it? I am going to get it this year. It's on my list of resolution games. So, hmm. And GameStop today, what do you call it? They're like, oh, you know you have like 30-some thousand points. Like that's 30-some bucks in, uh, what do you call it, uh, discounts. I was yeah, like, oh. Go ahead, well, yeah. Then I'll, I'll spend that on Dread then because God knows Nintendo will never drop the price. So might as well just cash in all my points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like Nintendo isn't going to encourage me to have to... Put on my sea, sea shanty hat and go pirating. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, you weren't going to buy it anyway, so you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I, I don't care. I'm not going to moral, moral douche about it. But uh, the, like I said earlier in this podcast, like this was the year that made me appreciate Metroid. So playing through all those games and finishing with Metroid Dread was a wonderful experience. Especially since you consider like the same company made the 3DS <clears throat> game, which... Of the five games I played, is probably the weakest. But I think the issue with it is that they had to pretty much put a Metroid game on the 3DS with limited buttons. So now that they have, like, you know, proper, like, you know, button configuration on the Switch, it and it runs much better, too. Yeah. Th there's very little things that are actually wrong with Dread, and that's just a remarkable achievement to me. Um, and I can gush a lot about it, but I'm going to... <laughs> really back in. I'm not. I'm, well, I will say this though. I'm not sure if it's my game over the year yet. I mean, it sounds like I'm saying it, but don't quote me on that just yet. Well, all here's right. a question: we'll because the Gemini cannot answer this at all. But Returnal for PS5. Did you play it? <laughs> Returnal, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one of the funniest things to me about Returnal is that. Did you know the company who made this game made Transworld Snowboarding for the original Xbox? No. <laughs> That's the point, like... Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, well, it's weird because, it's like, you think a company that made, like, you know, those, like, niche snowboarding game, and then they made, like, a bunch of indie games for, like, PlayStation, like, uh, Pixel Junk Shooter and Rezogun and Next Machina, and all of a sudden mm. they make a AAA game. That's, like, their very first AAA game. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, like, a 3D AAA roguelike at that. Like, you know, most roguelikes don't go this approach. And guess what? It's pretty fucking great! It looks... It sounds and looks cool. I love the design, and what the article is saying is that it's really, like, a showcase for the PS5. And I watched a quick little video of it. It's a game I would certainly 
like to play if yeah, I if you, goddamn if, find a PS5. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, I mean, it's, uh, if you like shooting games, for sure you would like it, but yeah. also, like, the way that the story, like, unfolds itself um, through the mechanic of, you know, the looping, you know, each time you loop, you find bits and pieces of how mm -hmm. you get stranded on this planet, and there's a really cool um, twist, actually, at the halfway point. That you kind of like changes like you know how the looping works, which I'm not gonna spoil obviously, but it keeps the mystery intriguing. That's kind of the reason why you keep like pushing forward more and more through the game. And yeah, yeah, it just reveals more and more story. Like like I said, this past year I feel like has been the roguelike uh, time loop year, and I feel like it's been building off of Haiti success. All these games are really just going to keep yeah. implementing it. And you know what? Hey, I'm cool with it because I, I do. I, they are fun style of game, so. And the, to me, is like, the, this concept works if you as the player feeling a sense of growth. And yes. thankfully with Returnal, because, you know, as you progress, I mean, yeah, when you die, you lose all your equipment, but then you also gain, a, like, permanent abilities, you That's know, as you progress. Point, yeah. And that way, it's like, oh, I couldn't go to this area previously at the very beginning of the run, but I have this, like, sword, I can cut through those, like, tendrils and mm -hmm. go to this area where I can find a bunch of, like, awesome gear that I couldn't even use in my previous runs, so. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of my problem with, like, Binding of Isaac, because, like, when your run's done, like, it's kind of it. But I get it, it was also, like, based off a of Flash game, too, so. Right, yeah, and Binding of Isaac, I mean, it's, like, more like each, like, you only have, like, you know, like, a single screen room. Essentially, right. so there's so much they can do, you know, with the visuals when it comes to that game. Just basically, like, that was the one even more than, like, you just said with Hades. Like, that was the one that really brought roguelikes back. Like, you know, we're talking, like, almost a decade ago at this point. Yeah, and in Hades, you know, you have, you know, like, the underworld, and you have, like, you know, the love area, and Elysium, and all those places that look pretty cool and colorful. Just take that idea and put it in a 3D game, you know, with its, like, you know, level design. That's Returnal. And, yeah, if... You have a PS5. This is a must-purchase. Absolutely. Uh, maybe it's not for everyone. Not everyone can, like, you know, adjust to roguelike, because those games are inherently very difficult. Mm -hmm. But, man, they're just, like, very rewarding. Yeah. I've, I've heard some who are, like, kind of, like, eh on it, but, I don't know, it seems to be, like, the ones who love it really like it, so. Yeah, yeah it's probably I definitely one of the, to try it. It's probably the biggest snub for, like, a nomination of the Game Awards, in my opinion. I'm surprised it didn't get, like, you know, like, a nod there, but, meh. What else? A lot more Doritos. Hmm? All right. Oh, well, yes. She needs more Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's right. One Number 12, we got Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. I didn't hear never about this at all. Never heard about it. Just looked at some screenshots. It's a, it's a pretty looking game, but I don't... I, it's a kind of like a puzzle magic game is what I'm taking away from it, so... One, I'll be honest, I <clears throat> unless it's free and it you know, I can somehow get it, I'm never gonna play this one. Yeah, I'll probably forget about it after we talk about this list. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well I mean just a few beers down and you know you would think we're talking about and then we're gonna talk about PT again and how much I went into a tirade like two years ago about that, but <laughs> that's my job. I remember stuff like that where you guys don't have to. Um, well, you didn't ruin your brain cells. Yeah, yeah look at my brain cells. Anyway. My functioning me. Uh, Kingdom Bridge of Spirits. Uh, for what I've heard from people, I haven't played it yet, but I do own it. Uh, it's very, like, Zelda-esque in terms of, like, its mm. design, like 3D Zelda. 
Um, it also harkens to a lot of like you know old school like you know like GameCube era level design, and that generation of consoles is one of my favorites. Like GameCube, PS2, Xbox, like it's like my jam. Yeah. So it plays a lot of like those games. It looks phenomenal. And here's the kicker. Like, if you look at the screenshot on that website, do you think this game looks pretty good? Like, based on just, like, graphics alone? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it looks alright. It looks like it could have been a, like, 7th <clears throat> gen game with these graphics. It's an indie game. That's the thing. This is, like, oh. made by a very small company. No, I see, see. I said, I looked at the other screenshots, and I said, I think it looks pretty damn good. Like, it looks great, and when you learn it's, like, from an indie company, from a very small studio, too, and they pulled that off, I'm like... Pretty impressive, yeah. Oh, now I'm seeing more pictures. Oh, yeah, that... Whoa, wow, that does look pretty good. Holy it's shit. stunning, and I'm wow. kind of beating myself up for not playing it yet, but it's on my list of, like, to play, and... Um, You'll have to add that to your level 50 club. Yeah, I know what? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I actually yeah. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a, it's even the first thing to say. It's a magical adventure. Yeah, that's a well, way to. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm awaiting you to really dive deep into number eleven and that whole series because it's a whole story driven thing. <laughs> oh yeah, you know me with my uh, you know like you know story walking simulators, life something, no button, do nothings. So of yeah, this is definitely this yeah. up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll let you know. Life is strange, true color. So what? So I don't even know. I know. I don't even remember when the first game came out, but they've just been cranking these things out, I feel like, every year now. So, just the latest in the Life is Strange, which, if you like story-driven walking simulators, <laughs> I, we're probably simplifying it. Yeah, so, someone out there is right now just going, well, there's so much more than that with the emotional connection. <clears throat> yeah, that's the story-driven, and that's fine. I don't care. I mean, it, it. as the article says, oh. story-driven adventure that explores the power of empathy. Oh, 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 I care. <laughs> you care? <laughs> I care. <laughs> Are you um, a Life is Strange fanatic? No, I, I actually haven't played a single one of them. <laughs> no, but, but I will defend one thing about the whole walking simulator. I prefer, if they... If a game has to do, be, like, a narrative game, at least give you, like, the option of, like, you know, have, like, your gameplay change the narrative, which that's stuff I like. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I like Until Dawn for that reason. I mean, yeah, that's Until great, Dawn. Yeah. Until Dawn is a narrative game, but, you know, your choices affect, you know, who survives. And, I mean, I, I hate giving compliments to David Cage, but, yeah, even, like, Heavy Rain does the same thing. And Heavy Rain was, you know, as much of a cluster it is, it's still entertaining as hell. Life yeah. is Strange is kind of like the same thing. I mean, obviously, it's not like, you know, like David Cage is like, you know, mess. I mean, apparently, it's actually like well written for yeah. what I've heard. And I don't know, even know, it's, is that like the third game or fourth game? I actually don't no, know. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, it's the fourth game. I think fourth. Yeah, I mean, good on them. And good. I know a lot of people love this series. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would love to. I mean, I only heard good things about this one in particular, so. Um, maybe one day I'm I'll sure play. Sure, it's good. You yeah, like him? I'm sure yeah. it's decent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nothing I'll get to. <laughs> but speaking of one I want to get oh, to, right? And Actually, Blade... hold on, I got a peep. All right. So speaking of games that I am really excited for to try is uh, one you mentioned earlier, Blade, which is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, and... uh, uh, I won't sing it because then you'll get the MCA hate. <laughs> exactly. Everyone I've talked to, it, it was a surprise hit for most people. 
and uh, between the actual gameplay, the scripted interactions with the team, and everything else that's going on, it just hit the mark. Like it's funny, so. isn't this by the same team that did Avengers and like everyone hated Avengers and then like they just knocked it out with this one? Nah, Oop. different team. Oh well, never mind. They they <laughs> did uh, recently. Um, uh, Deus Ex, like um, I think it was uh, Mankind Divided, and oh, the third okay. uh, Tomb Raider, um, the Shadow of Tomb Raider, I believe that was the last thing they did. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Jim, obviously, you, you haven't played a good Marvel game in a while, right? It's been a long ass time. Yeah, no, I want to play this. I just don't have anything. To, or actually, apparently, I do have something to play it on. I thought it was just a PlayStation game. That's well, everything. Guess not. I know sure. you'll you'll get it for the worst system it could come out for. Well, the most convenient system. But <clears throat> no, I mean maybe I'll just throw it on the Xbox One. So yeah. I mean that's a good Marvel game, is Spider Man. Yeah, that's that's on my uh PS four list. So Oh PS five. <laughs> if... uh, I'm not getting a PS five. I'm saying I'm getting yes. Spider Man for PS four. Listen, if you want to send me yours, uh I'll take it. I, I won't say no. Let, let your dear buddy Brian experience some games. He'll give it back. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Jim, are you still mad about Marvel Legends? <laughs> yes. Yes. Or X-Men Legends. X-Men Legends, yeah. too. Age of Apocalypse. God damn it. Or like Age of Acropolis. Son of a bitch. Age of Brian letting me letting Brian borrow it shortly after me beating it, and then him giving it to a friend, and then the friend selling it, and then me never seeing it again, and him going, what? 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 <laughs> what? You would never play it again anyway. Wait. Wait. Hey, you're playing of. That's the, is that the second X Men Legend? Sec- oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good game. Yeah, I remember that yeah. one. It's a great game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was a great game. I remember fond memories of I, it. For I the, still. I, I, I bought I a separate co- copy. It's uh, back there for me. <laughs> Jim, we ah. should review it. <laughs> <laughs> you should play co op together. Oh, wait. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. It's. Uh, so, yeah. Mar- Guardians of the Galaxy. Um. Yeah, if we're talking about the Avengers game that came out, that was Crystal Dynamics, and they're actually also very talented developers, too, because they made the first uh, two uh, Tomb Raider games, um, Tomb Raider 2013 and Rise Off, which I think are fantastic games, so it's just that I wish that the game didn't become, like, a life-service game, I think. If it was just, like, a narrative-focused, you know, Avengers story, it would have turned out better. Right. And that's the reason why when Guardians was actually announced last year, like, at E3, people were like, whatever, like, who yeah, cares? They, you just, yeah, there was no motivation to. for it, yeah. Yeah, and especially the fact that, like, it was on the Square, like, conference, and they spent, like, 15 minutes showing it, and people were, like, you know, getting a little bit tired of, like, the very long presentation, which I kind of mm-hmm. get, like... The idea of, like, you know, those it has to be kind of, like, snappy. Like, I don't mind, you know, if they have, like, a separate, like, you know, E3 showcase to show more of the game. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, the reviews started coming out. People are loving it. And I played the first couple of hours of it. And I'm surprised of how much I'm enjoying it so far. And, um, you know, they managed to do those characters justice. I mean, it does feel very similar writing to the James Gunn MCU um duology of movies that we have so far which is what um, they needed to do yeah which is what they needed to do like especially like with drax with like his very like you know uh, <laughs> deliberate not getting any nuance kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff exactly yeah, yeah with his um, very literal aloofness yeah exactly like they managed to nail him which i really enjoyed and even you know having like character like guru just saying i am Groot all the time mm-hmm. is actually kind of endearing um 
But here's the thing I really enjoy about it that a lot of people don't like is the fact that you only play as Star Lord, and like, why can I not play as Groot or like Drax and stuff like that? I would like to have one character that plays very well than having a lot of characters that are not focused. Which that was kind of like the issue of the Avengers game is yeah. that some characters are really fun to use and some were not. I mean, I did not like to play as the Hulk at all, and that sucks because it's the Hulk. You want yeah. to smash things, and it wasn't fun to smash. Compared to, like, Iron Man, where you can, like, fly everywhere you want, and you can have different, mm -hmm. like, configuration for your laser attacks. So, I'm glad they just focused on Star-Lord, and basically you giving, like, instructions to the Guardians, you know, to do specific activities, depends, depending on, like, the enemies in the area. You can be like, oh, there's a lot of enemies. Uh, Groot, stop your enemies, uh, those enemies with, like, your roots and stuff. So that yeah. way the enemies don't attack you, and you can, like, shoot them in the meantime. Um, also the story, it kind of like does like the whole, um, Walking Dead thing where you have to make like a dialogue choice within an allotted period of time and depending on what you say, stuff in the game changes mm -hmm. like from a narrative perspective. They hit it out of the park and you know what? Good on them. I love good surprises. I mean, and let's be honest, when we play a game, we don't want the game to be bad. We want to be surprised and enjoy it. And yeah, yeah, this is like the epitome of that. This is like why we play games for is to go with such low expectations, then like, oh, crap, there's actually something in this. <laughs> what I want them to do is now take that formula and just do it for the rest of Marvel characters, and then I'll be happy. So I'm down. I'm completely down for it. I'm honestly thinking there might be like a Marvel game, you know, like MGU, you could say. Yeah. I mean, because be. I mean, Spider-Man the... games are great. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, the Avengers game wasn't great, but technically they only kind of have, you know, in Avengers. And I don't mind if they make, like, a cameo in, like, a different game or whatever, since yeah. they only have, like, a star-studded cast with, like, Norlin North and Troy Baker and all that stuff. So I'm fine yeah. with that. Um, and maybe other franchises. I mean, like, there's a Wolverine game that Insomniac is making, and I'm like, if they done this well for Spider-Man, man, I cannot wait for Wolverine. Cause for sure. Yeah. Snicked. Yeah. Just freaking <laughs> snicked, man. I kind of want to play that X-Men Origins Wolverine game. That game was actually really good. It was I very, heard that was very good. good. Yeah. It was phenomenal. A ton, ton of fun. Very violent and I'm just like what you want out of a what you want out of a Wolverine game. Yeah. As in as you want it to be good. That's what I want out of my Wolverine yeah. game. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. Which is not that common sadly. So True. number 9 actually yeah. doesn't shock me. And it was really talked about a lot. I haven't gotten around to it, but this is on my wish list on Steam. Valheim, mm -hmm. uh, probably the most talked about survival game on, especially on PC and Steam. Um, it was like definitely the most downloaded for many months. But yeah, yeah. I've sure nothing but good it. things. But yeah. Yeah. I will say that, you know, how like Among Us was the game of 2020, I think Valheim was kind of that game for 2021, especially like the first few months of the year, Absolutely. where there wasn't really a lot of stuff that came out. It was kind of like the game that everyone was playing at the time, and maybe they're still playing it. I just don't really see a lot of people still talk about Valheim anymore, but... And I, as we said, it, it's another one. Even though lots of people play it, it is still just PC exclusive. Yeah. So it's never always going to have as much traction as everything else, but that's a game I'm definitely... It's on my wish list when it, when one of the Steam sales goes on. I'll yeah. buy it, and yeah. For a very small team. I think there were like five people or something. It was like, very small. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, wow. Good they delivered. 
They delivered, like, seriously, like, with no shred of irony. Congratulations, do Yeah. Iron Gate. Like, this is impressive. Number eight, It Takes Two, which was the... Won all the big, awards. The big winner this year. He won the award, for, yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy for Mr. Fuck the Oscars. He finally did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you play this one, Blade? Because, honestly, Jim and I, we looked at it and we're like, is this another, like... Should it win, or is it winning for a different reason? So, did you play it? You know, here's the thing. Like, I know we kind of like, you know, kind of like bashing, you know, indies earlier, go with like, you know, indie filler or indie crap or like all that kind of stuff. But I think the fact that it kind of won this year is kind of endearing because this is kind of like the kind of indie stuff that I enjoyed. Like a very unique vision that can appeal to those who like the artsy stuff, but in addition, those who just like playing games. Because they like games, can also enjoy. Because at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, it's a co-op game. It's a co-op only game. And I guess that's like the main selling point of it. But if we're talking about like, you know, game genres, it's a platformer. And if you like platformers, you will love It Takes Two. Um, I wish I played it more. That's one of the games that I really, really want to play. I've heard a lot about the story that it's actually like surprisingly very deep. Especially if you're a parent. It's about, like, yeah, a a couple splitting and how they're going to be able to take care of their kid. Of their daughter, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, okay, yeah, so there is a deepness to it. Yeah, and as far as I know, I mean, as far as I know, this is, like, the premise. Like, the idea is that the girl feels very bad and the couple become, like, you know, those two dolls and Mm -hmm. they basically have to reverse the spell. And, like, throughout the adventure, they kind of learn how to, you know, cooperate with each other, which, honestly, (laughs) in the form of a video game... It actually makes a lot of sense, you know, to do this. Like, it actually is or- organically woven into the gameplay because, yes, you have to learn how to coordinate, you know, to finish the game. Just like how A Way Out did it a few years back, which is another game I really want to play, too. All right, Jim and I will play it in Jim's a Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't mind actually seeing you two also tackle that and A Way Out. I think you might enjoy those two. Yeah. That game, too. It. Yeah, we'll give it a go. Yeah. Jim, you're allowed to stream now. Yeah, <laughs> but... <laughs> but let's mean, move yeah. on to, to what we care about, the boobs. And by the boobs, you know what game I'm talking about. Uh, give me Don't just one moment. The cake. <laughs> oh! Number oh. seven. Resident oh, Evil Jesus Village. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I love my weakness. the game. Violent. Blades in there going, Rah! It's like, Jim, you still need to play this goddamn game. I, I do still need to play this. You know what? Put that on your list. It's got to be on your list. You a horror guy? I'm surprised you didn't play it. I Brian's played mainly the horror guy. I, 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 I like horror games, yeah. but Brian's the one who jerks off over all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, like Jim does hentai. Sure, sperm. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> No, I do not. How dare you, sir? I enjoyed That's why the they call it this game. Spurs. Uh, <laughs> it was the biggest game f- for a month or two. Well, and they, it, it still, I think, is the biggest hype for a video game character. For You call it the wrong reasons or whatever reasons, but <laughs> I can't remember another character that garnered so many memes and just attention so quickly. Uh, but it really is a fun, fun game. I like the direction they took it. And these first-person Resident Evil games are proving to be, like, 
consistently good, so I hope they stick with that formula and keep going with it, because it, I really enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> it can be very short. Like, speedrunners were beating it in, like, two hours or less. Yeah. But uh, if you take your time, there's a lot, a lot there, so... On easy mode? <laughs> I mean... Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, can I drop, like, uh, drink a beer, play a game fact right now? Go on. Last year, that was the reveal of Lady Dimitrescu, and we were talking about it on the podcast. Yes, we last were. Last year, actually. And yes, we were we reacting were. for the Shit, first time. Right. On, like... Damn, I, I want to play Resident Evil Village now. Yep. <laughs> so I'll come full circle. I mean, yeah, so it's, it's, like, it's like, hey, why do you want to play this game? I don't know. I have two reasons. <laughs> so uh, what did you think of it? Though? Okay, but now let's talk about it proper. Um, I, I heard a lot of people complain about um, Village in particular because it's less of a horror game and more of an action game, like uh, trying to incorporate more like RE4 into it, so that's the reason people were, like, disappointed. Hmm. Um, here's the thing. RE4 is one of my favorite games of all time. I love RE4, and I love Resident Evil Village for those exact reasons. I mean, yeah, maybe the first-person perspective isn't, like, the best sometimes for the control scheme of Resident Evil, but it worked for me. I thought the combat was really fun. I love upgrading my weapons. I love the idea that, you know, each, like, you know, um area of the game is very unique, like uh, Lady Dimitrescu, you know, tall vampire lady, I should say. Um, she has, you know, the traditional mansion, you know, Dummy that's coming, dummy mommy, whatever you want to call her at this point. We can be here, like, you know, through five durations of this podcast, coming up with names for her at this point. Sure. Um, you have the mansion design for her, and there's, like, other, like, you know, um, uh, zombie fetuses that chase you. Um, uh, it, this game is just a, a really fascinating trip. I'm actually surprised of how many Game of the Year awards it won from different, like, websites. I mean, is it a good game? Yes. Is it Game of the Year? I wouldn't go that far, but I, I enjoyed it. I do... I am probably one of the few people who actually like it more than Seven, personally, because I'm not a horror guy. I know I've been saying it a lot. I like action games, so... Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I I highly recommend it for anyone. And horror or not, it is just a fun game. I think it has plenty of the horror aspects to it. But, yeah, no, I think it, it definitely deserves to be on the list. And even me, I don't necessarily think it needs game of the year. But it needs, it should be in this list. Now, this next one, I don't know what the fuck. Uh, I know about this game, but... As high as it is, or low as it is on this list, Chicory, a co colorful tale. It's like I would call it a interactive coloring book. Yeah, yeah, that... it's kind of like a Zelda adventure-ish game. Because like the only way I heard about this was from Pam's like wrap-up yeah, video. Yeah, I saw that too. Games. Yeah, so that's the only time I ever heard anything about this game. But a lot of people mean... seem to love it. Yeah, I don't know much about it myself, honestly. I just see there's the same reoccurring theme. It's like this and uh, Splatoon. It's like, how many games can you have where you just have to color things? Right. Yeah, but they're wildly different games, though. Yeah, and with like, Splatoon. And, still like, and like Akami, too, like, you know, going back in the day and shit like that. Yeah, or Mario Sunshine, in a way, too, I guess. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I know you're clean paint in Sunshine, but, you know, paint has some motif in that game, so to say. 
I, I right. just have to imagine it's much more about you care about the story, the soundtrack, things like that. It can't possibly be the gameplay because at the end of the day, apparently it's got pretty good adventure. Yeah, gameplay. so I've heard. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Maybe I just haven't played it. So Brian, Brian just hates cute shit. That's all he hates. It turns it turns you off immediately. Well, let it kind of explain why he doesn't like you. That's true. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. It's a game. So before we move on to the next one, can I do like a musical prelude as you introduced it? Sure. Go ahead. Come on, go ahead. <laughs> yes, Jim, we are doing pull out your drums. Number f- no, Brian's too fucking late. Number five, Halo Infinite. Three four three finally did it. They finally made a good Halo game. Yep. <laughs> five game like people seem to like. I I have to get around to this one. I'll just throw it on my Xbox One. Like, this I is save a, it this for is on my S, list. But, yeah. Yep. This and all the other Halos this year will be part of my 50 list, just so I can lead up to playing and beating this. Infinite, yeah. Yeah. Um, Heard nothing but amazing things. Good good thing on 343. Talk about... Redemption arc. Yeah, because, you know, like the whole, like, um, like, uh, departure from the studios from any of the main producers, and the game was supposed to come out during the launch of the Series X, but then... People really hate the graphics. graphics. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I do miss Craig. I mean, I do love Craig the Brute and his beautiful face. Um, you can have it in like post. You can put a picture of, like Craig on my face or something. <laughs> that like, goofy ass brute. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Craig. But a year later, wow! It's the multiplayer is so fun. The campaign is actually great, which is funny because we just you know talked about Far Cry, but. They took a lot of, you know, cues from Far Cry. Like, you know, you have a big map and different, mm-hmm. like, waypoints where you can do, like, you know, missions and stuff like that. And some people are complaining about it, but I don't care. I'm having fun. If they give you, you know, the right tools, like, you know, the controls and the weapons, I don't care what's, like, you know, the framework of the missions mm-hmm. if the the gameplay is fun. And that's the thing about Halo Infinite. It's fun. It's fun, yeah. I have a hook shot that automatically adds two points to the score right <laughs> there. I, I, my whole thing is, uh, should it even be lower on the list? Meaning closer to one. I mean, oh, you mean like I, a higher place? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just because question. of like we're saying, because of the turnaround, because of everything. I don't know. Like, like I said, maybe it's fine where it's at. I look at some of the games below it, and I go, eh, "Should it be higher? I don't know." But I, I have next up so Hitman Three. Like, yeah. uh, for example, next up is Hitman Three, and I really barely heard anything about it. That's, I love the shit out of yeah. Hitman Three, or I mean, I love the shit out of Hitman series. I can't imagine Hitman Three. It was so revolutionary compared to Two and One that it deserves to be this high. I, and this is coming from a Hitman fanboy, so I'm kind of shocked it's this high. Maybe they did something with the mechanics that made it, like, holy hell, but... I think it's more of like a victory run for the trilogy than acknowledging 3, like, you know, by itself. Maybe by 3 itself. has, like, the best levels, I don't know, but... You got the Return of the King treatment? Yeah, kind of, basically, yeah. like, you know, the... 
the Oscar sweep or whatever exactly. And if anything, it's funny because I wanted to play Hitman 1 and 2 back in the day and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm gonna pop my Hitman cherry and finally play Hitman 3 and see <laughs> what the hubbub is about. And I play, um, uh, Brian, did you play the 2016 Hitman game? Yep. Okay, so I played the I first played two levels. Two, yeah. Yeah, I played the Paris level and, like, Espinosa, I think, that, like, beach area. Yep. If you... And it's, and, like, I like it, but a lot of the stuff that I have to do, like, a lot of the goals are very, very oblique. It's like, you have to stand in this specific area and use a sniper rifle at this specific time to shoot your target. Limiting. It yeah. happens to be at the observatory to get your elimination. It's like, how are you supposed to know that without looking through a guide? And that nah, kind of takes me tough. out of it because I don't want to look through a guide. I want to create those, like, you know, cool assassination without, you know, feeling that I have to, like, follow a rigid schedule. And that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. Like, it felt a little less organic than something like MGS5, which is probably my favorite stealth game of all time at this point, but... This is not to say Hitman is bad or Hitman 3 or any of them. It's more, I haven't, like, got That's used not the to the style mechanics that you're into. yet. Yeah. yeah, and I I said the newer games, <clears throat> to their detriment for me, is that they are so slow. And as you're saying, like, they're so specific where the older games were a little bit more open-ended. Yeah. I, I haven't played this one, but I will for sure because I love the series. Like I said, I'm just shocked it's a little higher. Now, one that, yeah, you know, I'm not shocked the next one because, once again, it seemed to receive a lot of love. But I know you just finished the first one, which Psychonauts 2. Yeah. I, three. Did you, I'm not wait, shocked. Wait, you didn't play this game? Are, are you a psycho? Are you nuts? <laughs> you s mm. ah. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, can, can we appreciate the fact we got a sequel to a 2005 like Xbox or PS2 game, <laughs> and that it's actually good? Like, yeah, how it's like super long like sequels of anything always turn out to kind of suck, but this mm -hmm. one pulled it off apparently. <laughs> so you wow. said you beat the first one. Did you? Yes. Start playing the second one yet? I played a little bit of the first level, and it definitely feels. Better, because yeah, you were saying the gameplay feels a little. Oh better. yeah, one of the things that I didn't mention at the beginning is like, you get a bunch of like you know um, psychic powers, but the problem like where you have to like toggle between them because you only have like three slots, and you have to assign like eight different powers to three slots. Yeah, and like you just have to go through the menu, like stop, and then take the power to the button you need, and it gets a little bit like you know slow sometimes so they basically made it much faster that now you have like more of a normal modern menu kind of like in Ratchet and Clank you know to change your weapons and stuff the same way with like Raza's psycho powers mm -hmm. um, so it feels better and that's what I said earlier the one thing that was kind of like you know iffy quote unquote it's not even that bad about the original game was the gameplay so now the gameplay caught up and now I mean, I cannot wait to just delve more into this, like, crazy creation by Tim Schafer, really. So. Yeah. Jim, is this, I mean, is that a series you think you're going to get into? I, I've always Answer wisely, Jim. I've always wanted to play it. So. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I do want to, and I hear nothing but good things about two. so it seems like a thing I should play. But I gotta say, though, if the gameplay in one isn't as engaging as, like, you know, you're saying it is, it might turn me off, and I might never touch two after it, because... 
I'm kind of a guy where if I don't like the first one, I'm not going to touch the other ones. So. But here, but here's my point to that. Like when I'm saying something like that, it's I'm saying you know, oh, uh, sound is a ten, graphics is a ten, story is a ten, and Game the gameplay is like eight or nine, maybe. Oh, if it's that, oh, okay. Well, if that's, that's what I'm case. saying. It's just compared to the other stuff that's so freaking good. The gameplay's like, it's it's good. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's even great at points actually. Yeah, I, I, I love everything platformers. else is so good about it. Well, I also played a worse version of that game too. So I think if I played a better version, I would have enjoyed my time a lot more too. So <laughs> true, fair. Yeah, just play it on the Xbox or Steam. Don't play the PS2 version. That's my advice. <laughs> Well, you also just mentioned a game which is now number two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh. Which, it's another game that I always expect oh. when they come out, they're going to make these lists. People absolutely love them. But I'll be honest, it's another series I've never gotten into. And everyone I know who has played them, absolutely, I've never heard someone say something bad about it. Let me put it that way. So, I don't know. Jim, did you ever actually play them? Never really played the Ratchet and Clank games. So, it's another series that passed me by. I will say about this game, like, when this came out, this is the game that, like, everyone was basically saying, like, okay, we finally have a reason to really own a PS5. Like, this was, like, the first game that people were saying that about. It's, like, mm -hmm. a game to be, like, a system seller. So, yeah, I've heard nothing but, like, universal praise for it. Or so a Paramount praise. <laughs> Wait, all right, where the hell is it saying in this goddamn article? <laughs> yeah, that word's here somewhere. Um, you should add a Ratchet and Clank game to your list just to try one of them out. Preferably either the first or the second game. That's, I think, like the best like starting point I would recommend. Yeah. Uh, Rift Apart, in my opinion, when I was playing all those like more like modern Ratchet games, like past the PS2 era, I felt like some of, like, you know, the charm or, like, the comedy was a little bit lost in translation. Because they were going for more, like, this, like, Pixar storytelling, you know, of, like, making Ratchet, like, a chosen one. Like, he's the last of his race, and now he's, mm -hmm. like, super important. And I thought that took a little bit away of, like, the comedy and the satire that the first few games did. Or, like, the movie tying game and all that, too. Which, I mean, I you know what's funny? Um, you know, we're talking about Psychonauts, about, like, you know, the gameplay was, like, you know, like, the lesser part of that game. The yeah. game based on the remake is probably the opposite. I think, like, the gameplay saves it because everything else is just kind of blase. Like, oh, really? it looks really okay. nice. The graphics are really good. And also is the acting, but, like, the story is just a huge mess. But it's not really Insomniac's fault. There's a lot of history through that, and I'm not going to delve into it in this podcast. But Rift Apart kind of, like, fixes a lot of the things that I didn't like about those games. And also kind of creates a new um, a new chapter in Ratchet and Clank, and really uses that SSD to its limits. Okay. The, it just like the portals that you go through, and like it immediately loads a level, like without like you know having to wait at all. It's yeah, it's the reason to own a PS5. Like, and even if you don't like platformers, you would like it. Because it's also like a bit of a shooter, because you know you have guns you can use and stuff like that. Yeah. And when you finish the game, you can play through the um, Game Plus mode, where you get like, you know, um, extra experience to further upgrade your guns. It's just there's this rhythm of this game of like, you know, learning your weapon, getting new weapons, improving those weapons, and you also get a really nice, touching story to put on top of that. It's the first time in a Ratchet game where they were going with a more serious tone that I actually cared about that serious tone and what I thought it was effective. And the comedy was actually also well done. <laughs> um, especially when they brought in, like, you know, 
the new character Rivet, which is like female Ratchet, but she's also voiced by what's her name from um, Mass Effect, uh, female Shepard, um, Jennifer Hale. So that's a huge mm. plus. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, I, one it, of the best it, games. Those of are the year. games, like I said, that I can easily at least do the first or second one, and it'll be something I definitely try out. Yeah, on like PlayStation Two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. This next one, technically, it was going to be on my list, but once again, even though I have a PC that could do it, I'd rather play on a console. We got Deathloop coming in at number one. Yeah. I've once again heard great uh... things about it, but I know very little about the game other than it's a time-looping murder mystery. Like, that's the easiest way I'll put it. <laughs> so, yeah. did you have any experience with it? Yeah, Jim, did you have any experience with it? <laughs> We I didn't. Jim hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, I've played it like you know five times already. So yeah, I don't know. Just yanking my chain. Um, <laughs> I don't think I played anything on this you, list. You have. I you didn't haven't. touch a single fucking game, <laughs> and I barely knew about any of them. Well, now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Um, so you're playing as this main guy. His name is Colt, and apparently, a lot of people who play this game thought this game was a cult hit. I'm not giving you that one. Good night, everyone! <laughs> uh, you know, I actually also started playing a little bit of Deathloop, and so far, I'm... I'm trying to love it. It's like, it's I'm not hitting it there just yet. Are you underwhelmed? No, no, no I'm not underwhelmed, because I, I enjoy a lot of it. Like, the, like, Cold, the main character, like, he makes this game, you know, really fun. Like, his dialogue, just like, you know... Oh shit, what the fuck? How the hell am I doing this crap again? No, no, I don't want to go through this shit again. Like, it's yeah. genuinely really funny, so... Like, and his quips actually make it really fun to, like, play through some of those scenarios over and over again. It's just that I'm I'm trying to get used to the stealth mechanics, because sometimes I don't know, like, there's an enemy right to the side, and I just die immediately, and I have to repeat the process over and over again, which, yeah, it's the point... But, like, with every game, especially when it's, like, a first game in, like, you know, a franchise, which, considering how well it's doing, it's probably going to be a franchise eventually. Mm. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's training wheels. You have to learn how to ride before you take those training wheels off and then understand how the mechanics work. Um, but, yeah, it looks like it's justified. A lot of people love Deathloop, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't say it's definitely one I'll play, but... It'll be one when it come, becomes available for free or dirt cheap. I'll give it a try. It looks like it could be something I'd be interested in. Yeah, it's one that, like, I I know it got a lot of awards and stuff from... But, like, I never heard anyone who, like, loved it. Like, kind of along yeah. the way. Everyone's like, yeah, it's pretty good. But, like, it got nominated for a ton of shit. But, like, no one seemed to really be, like, head over heels for it. Yeah, it got a lot of 10s when it first came out, which really surprised me. Because I didn't really, like, scream, like, a 10 out of 10 game to me. But I guess maybe I'm missing something, and maybe I need to play it more to really enjoy it. Because I really like Dishonored, which is by the same people who made Dishonored. Right. And they also made uh, Prey, like, 2017 yeah. Prey, um, which is also a good game. They're so. all, yeah, it's all going to be solid. Yeah, Arcana uh, are really great developers, too. So it's just a matter of me adjusting myself, Getting which I think it. I'll be able to do. Yeah, so I'll take their award and say it's justified for now, so, yeah. I'll say, compared to the list we saw last year, this seems more reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not just complete artsy-fartsy. It's, it's not art house little. Yeah. yeah. 
it there seems to be some real contenders and some you know the placements uh, there we've always said they're debatable uh, I still don't like where Dread. Four, <laughs> I don't like where Forza was um or Metroid Dread for me <laughs> but yeah otherwise I think it's been pretty solid and like I said some of these games we'll add to our list to play mm-hmm. but uh Blade we do want to say thank you so much for hopping on with us Thank you for having um, me. Once again, we have all of his links below, so be sure check them out. Um, can't wait for when you get your top ten games of last year up. Yeah, make sure you let us know. We'll love to promote that and watch yep. it with we'll everybody. Keep an eye for that in July. <laughs> <laughs> last year was in March, and this is kind of what I'm aiming for this year as well, yeah. T. So don't give me July. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with you that, stinker. <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, thank you guys for having me again. It's always a blast to do this, and honestly, it's one of my favorite moments of the year is to be a guest here, and I would love to even come even more often. Maybe we can talk about E3 or something. I don't know. (laughs) We're going to get you drinking. I don't want to hear this water bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have a 10. There's going to be a presentation of, like, you know, Donkey Kong 64 remake on the Switch. And I'm like, let's pass the beer, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now, thank you for coming on and for everyone watching. Thank you if you've stayed watching. Make sure you hit subscribe. Hit the notification bell if you're listening to us on any, on iTunes or Spotify. Please make sure you hit subscribe. Leave us a rating, preferably five stars, and we always discuss any ratings we get. So with that, we want to say thank you so much, everyone. Have a good night, and cheers. Cheers, everyone. And fade out.